live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I am the other host, Paul. And I don't think we can call them guests anymore, but we are joined <laughs> by uh, our family, shall we say. The the people that we <laughs> that we kind of like, but we can't get rid of, and they kind of follow us around now. Um, <laughs> the hydrogen pests, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like cockroaches. We're like podcast cockroaches. You can't kill me. (laughs) You will not die. (laughs) Yes. So we are joined by the wonderful Graham, who is not in drag tonight. He was in drag earlier, so he's managed to get himself out of that. I was Uh, tempted to keep it keep it on, but I really needed chocolate, so I had to go to the news agents, and I was like, no, no, I'm not. They're not ready for this. (laughs) And we are joined by the wonderful Sonia. Thanks here. We do try and get Sonia on as much, but she is as busy as, as we can as well. So um, hopefully we'll be seeing a bit more, especially during the charity podcast, as she's told us yay, that she yay, is free yay. and wanting to annoy the world with us as well. Oh. So, Can't wait. Yes. So, yes. I uh, just walk a kitten up by doing that. <laughs> we'll be show getting... kitten, show kitten. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that type It'll of podcast yet. <laughs> Where we t- where we try and lure people into vans with puppies and kittens. <laughs> it's for charity. <laughs> Is that what it says on the back on the side of your dirty vans on you? It's for charity. Well, saying that though, we have been invited to the BBC as well. So Graham is going to be going to a BBC office. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, that's going to be so fun! I hope I, it's a dear I... I can go. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea that we've had to have like sit down sort of like, okay, now what do you not say when you're on the BBC? And I'm like, like it's literally the idea of just being like, can't say fuck the Tories. So it's like, <laughs> so can I wear a t-shirt with it on or something? <laughs> or like, oh, you know? Well, they do want to take photos of the, for us for their social media as well. So I don't think that... <laughs> We've just got to get Graham blurred out. So we'll have us as an image and Graham just as a blurred image. We have a really good relationship with the BBC and within a second of them actually meeting us in person, they're like, no, that's it, we're done. Over. They're they're going to do the same thing as you, Sammy, where they're like, oh, you're taller than I expected. (laughs) You expected me to be shocked when I met Graham for the first time. Tiny doll or something. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, I just kept looking up, going, "My God, you're so tall!" <laughs> so yes, it's like it's because with the magic of podcasts, I'm sitting down while we're doing this. Because <laughs> you're normally just a floating didn't head. Didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> the head that is Graham, but yes. So how are you, Sammy? <laughs> I am good. That that is a really good question because I need to ask the collective, "How are you doing?" And what you've been watching? <laughs> So well, we're... I've spent the last three weeks watching Angel, I will not lie. <laughs> Every night I finish work, I put Angel on. I have been Angel heavy. I am so pumped and ready for this, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, heavy and pumped are <laughs> things that I associate with Angel anyway, but that's just David Barani. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about his fillers just yet, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was actually saying, like, uh, when I was recording earlier, I had my uh, mate Ryan assisting me doing recording Snatch Dog, and he was pointing out that the reason why Angel is constantly behind objects or sitting down in season five is because he plumped up a bit. Mm-hmm. And I never noticed that. And I'm going to have to rewatch. Well, I don't really want to watch season five again. Um, but, you know, <laughs> just to check whether it's true, you know. 
We'll get on to that in a second. But other than Angel, have you been watching anything, Graham? (laughs) Uh, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek because we do a whole podcast about it at Nerdy Up North for Trekking Up North. Uh, I've been watching Lower Decks. I have... My comfort show, while I've been really stressed and busy and stuff, is uh, Deep Space Nine. So I've been watching a Mm. bit of that. But it's mainly just been crazy YouTube stuff. Like, Mm. I'm watching this wonderful channel. I can't tell you the name of it. So, but it's basically, it's because it's Japanese. But it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's a guy. And it's a guy, it's like a true crime thing, but it's like a sort of, you know, oh, well, unsolved murders and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's all from Japan. So right. it's because Ooh. he's, because he speaks Japanese, he's able to translate the articles and like, you know, translate everything to English. And it's stuff that isn't big enough to make it over to the West. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, you haven't heard any of this before. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard a YouTuber who sounds like a serial killer like that much. <laughs> the way he does stuff is the most insincere I've ever heard. Like it literally sounds like feigned like empathy throughout the whole thing. And he's just like, oh no, the whole family was killed. What a tragedy. I feel but like I have seen this before. We do yeah, watch it every like, week. Watch Goodwill's sound... description of stuff. That's just Goodwill. He is a serial killer. <laughs> he is the trick and the trick and murderer. <laughs> I'm literally oh, just expecting him sitting there in his boxer shorts or something, being like, and the blood was everywhere. I love the story, but I literally, he will, the bodies will be found at some point. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, voices of the geese screaming, yes. Um... <laughs> Tell me, Clarice, have <laughs> the geese stopped screaming? Screaming, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Talking about Goodwill, hope uh, does anyone know what time he arrives in earlier? Because I know he's on the flight um, now, isn't he? Or is he, he... he didn't he post that he was there, was it... or was yeah, he posting that he no, went? He... he said, "I messaged him yesterday at about like eight o'clock, and he said my flight is in like thirty minutes, like eight p.m. Hmm. So he must have got there at sort of like." But he sent pictures of him in morning, whatever time. But the pictures he sent was from London. So is he flying oh, yeah, to London? You, would, you wouldn't have been able to get a direct flight from Newcastle. Mm. You have to go to London. Um, but then you've got to think he's got the time difference as well. Yeah. So <laughs> Christ but, knows where Michael is in the, in the timeline now. Let's, let's just fair, say it's 7pm the day after. I think he's in America. So we'll, we'll, we'll do two recordings. Michael got there safe. Yay, Michael's dead. Yay. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Is, is there, I, I'm, not, I'm not logged into YouTube, so I can't see the chat, but it is... Is is the chat around? The chat's yeah. there, yes. Yeah. We need to ask them whether Goodwill got there or if he's uh, abandoned somewhere. Give, give you know us what? a percentage of what you think. Imagine he's, <laughs> imagine he's he, it's just lied to us. He hasn't actually went to America. He's just camped out in a tent in his backyard and said, fuck the, fuck the bastards. <laughs> give us a week off. I've got something I want picking up. <laughs> That's it, Sammy. Think of yourself. It's okay. I know. <laughs> Yes. Until I know he's okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, hopefully he's not um, dead. I would feel bad if he dies, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he's like one of our good friends. Uh, <laughs> associates, but we'll, we'll say. <laughs> oh my God, he's one of my good friends. That's fine. Um, well, have you been watching? The... Oh, oh, hang on. Have you got something special that you've been watching? Because I'll go first if you have. Um, i trying to think. I watched... Um... One Piece, like I say, I've done a video with uh, Tucky and Donna where when Tucky edits it, talking about One Piece, I absolutely loved it. I've been watching the anime. 
the only thing with the anime, it is entertaining, but fucking 15 episodes to have a fight is fucking annoying as fuck. Um, yeah. It's not It's not Dragon Ball Z bad, is it? Where it's like, this fight will be spread over 10 episodes. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, just kill him. <laughs> it's like, they're starting the fight and it's like, great, yeah, it's getting to the end of the fight and it's like, no, they're still fighting. So it's, so it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the point now I'm actually pressing Milk fast it. forward and just in, because it's the same dialogue in every episode. Ah, I will kill you, blah, blah, blah. I'm, stre- I'm a stretchy man. Great. And then it's like... I, I find that really difficult with Dra- Dragon Ball Z especially, where it's like, I liked it, but you were just like, could we just have the cliff notes of, you know, like it's literally <laughs> yeah. 50 episodes. What happens in the Freezer saga? It's literally about three paragraphs of stuff. And yet it's 100 <laughs> episodes. And you're like, okay. you know. Well, I finished One Piece last night, finally. Mm-hmm. We've taken our sweet ass time with it. Um, but while we were watching it last night, because my husband's all caught up to date with the manga, which mm-hmm. is ahead of the anime, while we're sitting watching it, He's reading the latest steps, the latest issue. Right. So I was like, what happened? He was like, don't want to know. <laughs> and he also inadvertently managed to ruin quite a bit of it for us without knowing oh. that he was doing it. No, <laughs> I hate when that without happens. Knowing it. Yeah, he didn't really. But I wasn't really picking up on it until later on when it was like, because it was, you know, the whole thing with um, Garth. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was like a big reveal yeah. until it happened. And I went, Oh, that would have been nice to like not know that beforehand. <laughs> I, to be fair, though, I do um, the same with Nick all the time as well, though, by accident with stuff like that. But, but it's exactly, it's not like he's doing it on purpose. It's just mm-hmm. he's dead excited for us because I watched a One Piece film with him a few years ago. And for all I, I like some of the characters, I didn't get what was going on because yeah. obviously mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the whole universe. So I think he was just really excited that I was like, I'm in this world with them. Well, the good well, news I, for I ne- saw I saw um, uh, Lee doing a stream of a One Piece game the other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Davis on Twitch, and yeah, um, give me his proper name. The Discord I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, who are these people? What is this? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I, it, that was the weird thing though. When I was in Japan like years ago, like I didn't realize how big One Piece was, but they mm-hmm. had like a One Piece pop up store where it was just mm-hmm. an entire store just for One Piece, and I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. like. Like like you know like the Harry Potter stores that we have at, like, yeah and stuff and I was like I did not realize there was that much stuff. Well, like I say, if the anime in now I think it's about one thousand two hundred episodes, and they've just announced that they're going into the final era. Like the eras normally last for like six seasons, so uh, there could be <laughs> quite a lot of still it left to go. Could be there a long, long time. Yeah, but I was um, asking Adam, is it getting he... like heartbeat where people haven't aged, and you're like, why is this guy still a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> I think they do it. They do it. Evol- with the series lasted twenty five years or something, and it's set in a decade period. And you're like, hang on, hang on. So you're telling me something exciting happened every single day? Okay. They do evolve, like apparently. But the only thing, the good thing about Netflix, they have announced that there's got season two has been greenlit. So mm-hmm. we are getting a season two because I was a bit worried because the season one cost one hundred and sixty million to make. Which is oh wow crazy. So to do season two, it's, it's only the cost is only going to go up. But apparently they are looking to do about twelve seasons of the live action. So there's going to be a lot missed out. That's a lot. But there's be a lot of money. But it did well, and like I'm not going to do any spoilers. Cause I know a few people. If you watched, the... yeah, there's a few people in the chat saying that they've not they've not yet to watch it, and it would be a shame to have what happened to me happen to them. Yes. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so um, 
watch one piece it is quite good i did watch uh the Dis- dispatches thing last night which i don't think i'll mm, go into not. too much detail but it was interesting it. as well because even though it, it was a difficult watch to put it that way um but mm. i'm not that thing that's probably the best best way i can put it because there is a lot of controversial stuff coming off oh of, there's so many so many sides and uh, the russell brown uh comedian Oh, oh, I, right. I was trying not to name anyone. I was like being really tactful. No, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Sonia, right, if there's a dispatches did. documentary, I think people know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not a secret anymore. The secret's <laughs> out. Yeah, he's he jumped on it straight away yesterday morning on socials. Yeah, before it was um, even released, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he already was, was he like was covering his back on it because well, he he's using the whole "I'm talking the truth now," so clearly they're all lying. Um, but then you had the obviously you had his side, you had their side, and I just couldn't be asked to watch it. TikTok was shows in the morning, so yeah, it was. I, mean, it was... I, I don't know the story, but the fact is, you can be talking the truth and still be a fucking deviant. So mm. it's this idea of just being like, Very it doesn't true. make you innocent. It's yeah. like you know, yeah. it's that whole thing of going, okay, cool, but you can still be a bastard in the bedroom or something. You know, to be fair, Donna's living mm. proof of that. I'm not saying Donna's Russell Brand level, but. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Well, I haven't been watching much because I've had just a fun in the background and I've been reading. But did anyone get a chance to see the programs that have been affected by the strike? Um, not that they're going to be cancelled or anything. One has been cancelled, which was the League of Their Own. Right. They got right. greenlit for a second series, and that has been taken completely off the table. But Stranger Things hmm. potentially could be hitting us in 2025 possibly 2026 i've no. heard that i know they did a, a teaser this week for stranger things and mm. there was a little poster was shown um shown Dalton, uh, hawkins smashed up and everything like that um I, but yeah the positive yeah. side of that the, the things i've been reading this week is people who host their own shows doing things for the staff like john oliver what a hero he's been doing live 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 stand-up shows where he's not been getting any of the money all the money he's made from his live stand-up shows is being paying his staff from his tv crew so they don't have to come back to work so they can strike um But then you've got the other side of it where Drew Barrymore has gone back to work. and Uh, but let's not let's not talk about them talk about the positive ones that's the thing no one uh, what 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 are they called? Like a Scabs. no one likes a scab. Yeah, I mean it's, yeah. it was that thing. It was like was it Kim Kardashian or something? It was yes. basically like oh well I'm working and it's just like she tweeted this on is, uh, this, yeah tweeted this on won't set age of, uh, well tweeted on the set of American Horror Story. Um, but I, I I actually to be fair I fell hard out of love with uh, American Horror Story. Me too. This is me oh, off that hasn't? they're not respecting the strike. Yeah. And it just makes me go, yeah, I'm definitely watching, not watching this shit anymore. Oh. Uh, a, because they go, hey, we've got 10 episodes in the season, but we only have a plot worth four. So let's just stretch it out every single fucking season. Well, that's just American Horror Story from season two yeah. onwards. They, he knew how to, he knows how to start a series. He just never knew how it ended it. Ended yeah. it? That's not even English. Yeah. Ended it? But the, the, yeah, the, the positive weird. person like... I wanted to mention as well, is, uh, I think it's Tony Collette. Um, uh, Tony Collette. Love Tony Collette. She's been hiring herself out to do dinner uh, dinner dates or go to your dinner dinner party to scream at you for ten thousand pound and then pay people <laughs> on strike. I, I would, would pay <laughs> that money. Yeah. 
I, I think the best one I've seen, okay, is I don't, I've forgotten the actress's name, but it's the one from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. where basically she's uh, charging like nearly three, three grand, three grand, and she will follow someone around for a day with a bell. Oh, oh yes. Yes. And yeah. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> you know, yes, just... Hannah Waddington, because yes. she is a fucking legend. So there is a lot of positive like, stories exactly coming like out of the strikes the... as well, like a lot of. Like... And there is some, there is some work like negotiating that should really be all over with soon, um, because I know the big ones at Prime and Netflix, they have not agreed upon anything, but there's other people who have, and they're hoping that they'll start follow, they'll follow in. When their... when Disney fall, everyone else will. <laughs> that that's thing. As soon as Disney cave, every fuck will yeah. follow. So yeah, pretty much. But it, but it like should be saying... over soon. It's like we're saying on the Trek podcast every single week is the idea of Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks are absolutely amazing. They are some they are the best track we have had in decades. And it's only happening because of how good the writers are. Because yeah. of how good the writers are, how good the actors are. And if we want quality like that, we need to pay them properly. Like it's mm-hmm. we can talk about it's getting really AI to write scripts and stuff, but it's the idea of going, hey, that's cool. Just because you're putting a show out doesn't mean I'm going to pay money or watch it if it's terrible. Yeah. But I think the people at the top don't realize that. They're like, oh, well, we put a show out. Why is no one watching it? And you're like, because it's shit. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. They just look. They just look at you know the dollar sign, don't they? Really? Yeah. Didn't they turn, didn't Netflix turn around and say we could have made the whole of Break and Bad just with AI? And the whole cast who runs strike no went, way. are you fucking crazy? on acid. If AI took Skylar out of it, I would then watch the break. Oh, that's <laughs> true, yeah. If Skylar was, like, taken out. But yes. <laughs> if they could erase her from the telly, that'd be great. Yeah. But well, good that we talked about TV shows, because we've, we've came here today to discuss like, one of the great, great ones. And um, Sammy, would you like to do your disclaimer? Oh, I will. No. A bit late now. I've already <laughs> said fuck the Tories. That's fine. I know. I should really do it right at the beginning before we've even said hello, shouldn't I? It's like straight <laughs> in with the disclaimers. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll, the we'll keep, we'll keep Graham on mute until the disclaimer's been done. <laughs> uh, well, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us on the Discord page, comment section, or Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well, very well said. Very good. Thank you. I'm getting stared at by two kittens because I've woke them up. Sorry, I've got Dinah sitting on <laughs> me knee. She's just looking up at us saying, what's the crazy woman saying? Yes. Kill me, father. I will one day, my child. I will one day. Um, so, yes. Um, we're here to talk about the great TV show Angel. I know three out of four of us have seen this show. Um, <laughs> you have to guess. Who is this? <laughs> but yes, this to me, and I'm going to say something very controversial here, is probably the second best spin-off TV show we have ever had. Who? What's the first? Frasier. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I you know what? What, what? You just blown my mind with that. Yeah. Absolutely, Paul. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, in some ways, even though Buffy is one of my favourite shows of all time, I can't disagree that Angel is better in so many mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah. Well, the, um, the thing is, it's I like, I don't, I don't believe that Angel is better than Buffy. 
but it's still the quality of it and how good it is is far better than any spin-off mm-hmm. you know aside from Frasier like it's yeah actually very 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 much so that mm-hmm. I totally forgot Frasier was a spin-off that's it yeah. Yeah, I know me too because <laughs> Joey was we don't talk about that group. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stand by and say Joey wasn't as bad as people made out. I'll, I'll... Hold on, hold on. Is I bet the feed cuts off. I bet you know YouTube. Are like, no, no, no. And Graham went off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And he, he just does the Simpsons bit. It's like yeah, you went to his home planet. I have to go now. <laughs> My home planet needs me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm. I'm really pleased about this episode. A, because it's probably the first one that I recommended we do that actually made the cut. Because all of the other ones are terrible ideas that Paul was like, no, let's not do that. So that's a terrible... That's, that's to be fair, though, there was a one that was a brilliant idea, but Jake messed it up. Jake ruined it. Yes. But to be fair, nerds, nerds only have, like, they have good long-term memories, not short-term memories, so maybe we can get away with it. Possibly. He did maybe say it on wait, Twitch. Like, so Who watches like Twitch he... anyway? Nobody watches yeah, Twitch. Yeah, he did say it on Twitch. So we might be able to get away with it like, late, like next year or something, because yeah. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll have forgotten by then, you know. We'll do the <laughs> Men in open. Black thing. I'll just give everyone an epileptic fit. Oh, I've just remembered what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you might, yeah. I think you might have been in it when we yeah, when we kind of I was. Came up I was. With it. Yeah, yes. I was. It was one yeah. of those moments where we had the brainstorm, memory. and the brainstorm was like, "This really will work. This will work." And yes, we will make like, it work. I like the idea that where me suggesting ideas is literally like that bit in Loki where he's like, "Oh, anyway." You know, just... <laughs> <laughs> to be so fair, though, let's not do that. Like, say. I, I give you a trick in podcast. What more do you want? Yes, that's true. For all I you have these... A 60-foot inflatable hamster and oh. all of the dime, mini dime bars from Ikea that I can possibly eat. And it's more than you're expecting. But yes. Mm. But, but coming back to Angel. So yes. Um, Sonia did hit the, the nail on the head for me as well. Although, again, I loved Buffy when I was growing up. Uh, it was, like I say, a culture icon. First watching round well because the first season of the angel is a tough watch because it is trying to find its feet but then when you watch it after that like it's it's one of those where the more you watch angel the better it gets it's needed some time yeah it's it's very very much going i do think it got more growth and took more risks than buffy because buffy stayed in the same format and the same process this is Angel never stayed still. They were like, right, mm. how can we push the boundaries and what push the characters? And this was like a, Buffy was very much uh like I say a character driven show. But when you think about the journeys each of the characters go, they don't really shift too much. Like mm-hmm. in five seasons of Angel, each one of them characters goes from A to whatever Z, Z on a, yeah. on yeah. such a journey and it it is just like mesmerizing to watch and as Sonia's been trying to go back through it over the last few weeks I've been I got through the first season again and watched a few key episodes um like I said watched a few of the final season I know Graham said uh season I don't know if Graham he mentioned that he didn't like the five season five or did you have issues with season five I I I don't think maybe we should just bury it in the backyard and set it on fire, but I wouldn't mind if that happened. Right? But, you know, it's a no. It, I think season five. We'll get into it, but season five is very much 
what the hell is going on it is very mm. there isn't really it, it it mixes things up too much to the yeah. point where were they trying to do a different show and it's also the fact of it's one of those ones where you know when you get it in shows where you go oh this character was the glue like mm. this actor was the glue losing cordelia is mm. a massive yeah wound in the show because charisma carpenter is so fantastic mm. and like it is one of the cleverest things that i think they've ever done of taking her from buffy mm. and going okay we need a really really strong character in this and knowing that it was cordelia because you know mm. and losing her and then realizing just i think if they kept up how it was it would be fine but then season five just goes like you've changed too much like mm -hmm. what the hell like you know and then when we get stuff like Illyria you're just yeah. like going I mean it's great I love Illyria but you're like okay just just let it breathe maybe you know I think anyway. with season five they knew it was going to end so they crammed as much stuff in season five so a lot mm. of it felt a bit disjointed mm. like you got some amazing arcs and some amazing set pieces I agree totally Illyrium could have been a whole season by yourself, like the whole yeah. transition and moving, that would have been quite an interest because they've done that with Buffy, like characters like that. Like, um, what was the was it Adam? Tara. Oh no, Adam. Yeah, yeah. The she got a whole season type. He got a whole season. And what was the one that was like the god that kept on switching? Oh. Gloria. Gloria. Glory. That was because no, Glory. Because well, yeah. well, this is the thing though, where it's like the fact of like Illyria isn't a villain in a weird yeah. way but she is and it's just i just think it's one of, this is the problem season five is so shit in places but then it has these amazing bits where you're like oh why wasn't this given more room like like the fred and Illyria is absolutely amazing and stuff like spike coming back is mm. awkward but works really well mm -hmm. but it just like going oh the whole them taking over the bloody law firm is just awful mm, like yeah. what the i don't get it like literally you just have sorry i'm i'm going way too far into this way too quickly but it, it hurts me um but you know it's like we have wolfram and heart mm -hmm. this amazing antagonist for the whole thing we have lila who is an amazing antagonist we have all of these hinted at sort of bosses and stuff and all of this stuff they could do with it and then they just don't they don't do anything with them for ages and then it just goes oh yeah we just killed them all and then they just all die in season four. Spoilers if you haven't watched this, but it's been 15 Poxy's got, years. Poxy's got it on like 20-odd years. On, on, Poxy's on muted, yeah. yeah. Poxy's never seen it before, and I was like, I need to rewatch it all to refresh my memory. Mm. And we got halfway through season four, mm. and I said to him, I was like, I want you to watch the podcast for the views, you know? I was like, <laughs> yeah. mute it. Do not listen to what we discuss. But <laughs> I made the mistake of, um, excuse me, <clears throat> I played a game recently where you are a man it, that enters a, a Sesame Street type place where the, amazing. the puppets yeah. are all alive and you've got to like hit them with a wrench. It was hilarious and amazing. But, but I was like, this reminds me of the puppet episode of Angel. So I made Coxie watch it. Yeah. This was before I started rewatching the season. So he's seen that one episode from season five mm -hmm. and we got halfway through season two and he was like, um, I need to make an observation. He's like, that episode you made me watch, Spike was there. <laughs> and that you told me that's after the last season of Buffy. So yeah, he was like, they're all working in Wolfram and Hart. 
Cordelia's yeah. not there. And I was like, yeah, I've kind of fucked this one. <laughs> yeah, no, like, is, but, but this is what I mean, like, but way too many changes yeah. all at once. Yeah. Like, but yeah. the whole world from a hot thing, like, these are amazing characters that they could have done stuff with. And then they just kill them all off in one episode. And then... They go, oh yeah, we killed off all of them, and it's a massive deal that Wolfram and Hart is like gone now and stuff in like you know uh, the city. Mm-hmm. And then in season five, they just go, oh yeah, actually no, it's just... a fully stocked office again, but it's a totally different office to the previous one, mm-hmm. and all of the staff are back, and, and you're yeah. like, what? Like that? I don't get that. Like, yay. But I just to just... come back because that was quite a good episode that uh, Sonia mentioned. I don't know if Sam, have you ever seen the puppet episode? Well, I'm going to show you a clip now. So, like I said, there'll be a clip loaded up now. It is basically um, Angel and and Spike's fight as Angel as a puppet. So I don't know if you can see that now. So (laughs) You're a bloody puppet. (laughs) (laughs) He's just laughing at him. (laughs) So there's a good fighting off this, and this is basically... it was was it smile time? The episode was it called? Yes. Yeah. yes. yeah, that's right. And basically, the angel goes to investigate because it's zapping like really dark. Cause it's zapping the life force from kids uh, through yeah. the TV. And why uh, is he so miserable? Because that's that's his, that's his love. <laughs> that's what he's like. <laughs> why is he he's so unhappy? <laughs> You're yeah. a puppet. <laughs> he's a puppet, but yeah, fine. But yeah, so basically, this is, a, this is the thing. I I got annoyed at this episode because it it. it it's a wonderful thing, but it's very jarring within the actual season, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit where it is in the actual flow of the season. But you can tell it's like the musical episode of Buffy, where he was just like, I want to do something that no one's ever fucking done yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And it very much is that. And I don't think it hits as it should have done, mm-hmm. but it is hilarious. It's just, it is just that weird thing, though, like having that and then watching season two and being like, this used to be dark, you know. Well, it, yeah. it, it still yeah, was quite that's... dark, but like there was funny bits. If you go back through the whole like show, there, there was a little bit of humor, yeah. and that's where like, I, mean, I even think the that... lighting, though, even the actual physical darkness, you're like, yeah. why is everything yeah. so brightly lit in season five? But yeah, that's right. Because I think I, I get that Wolfram and Hart's meant to look like like sterilized. You know, it's meant to look like a, a law mm. firm. Mm-hmm. But in terms of all the previous seasons, it always was so dark, as were the characters. Mm. And like, you know, you're talking about that character development and the arc and stuff. It really interestingly earlier on when Graham was talking about something completely different, it was when we were talking about the dispatchers thing. Mm-hmm. And Graham said, um, you know, just because someone tells the truth doesn't mean that they're free from being a deviant. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was thinking that can be said of most of the characters in Angel. Like <laughs> they do the right thing, but they're they're dickheads. And yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that people can be dicks in that show oh. because in Buffy everyone's morally good and 100% yeah. pure mm-hmm. with exception of the odd kind of plot line but in Angel Both Giles killed a man <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was justified <laughs> but wasn't this because like like the whole set in Ellie and the Grimes like t- type of thing yeah it's, and um it Originally, when it first like the first comeback, it it felt like it was like a cop show, like say with uh, mm-hmm. the first season, it was very much monster of the week. I know, Sammy, you, uh, you're looking like 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 I was. Um, uh, no, because uh, the reason I'm looking a bit bewildered is because you're talking about a law firm, and I I, I like I have a fair understanding on Angel. Um, spoilers, it's me. I've not seen any <laughs> episode of Angel whatsoever. Um, but I always thought it was kind of like a monster of the week thing, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of it, it baffled us. That you're talking about like this law firm mm-hmm. season one was like was like Buffy and I think they realized pretty quick they couldn't have the same show twice yeah they right. had to do something different um 
Because it wasn't because it wasn't going to work if it stayed the same no, as Buffy. Cause... It wouldn't have because yeah. people would have compared the two. Mm-hmm. And what was smart was that they had them interlinking. So you had Buffy followed by the episode of Angel. Yeah. Um, but Angel was very much a very different show mm. after Doyle left. Yes. I felt. Yeah. Doyle but Doyle left. Left. <laughs> I, I think. I just want to talk about that because season one is incredibly dark, like (laughs) to the point where it's like not only darkly lit, but just going, whoa, this is really serious compared to Buffy. Like not even Buffy season one was, well, it wasn't (laughs) because it was like teen drama, but it's this idea of, I don't know if it worked. Like I felt it was too dark and I'm just like, if they carried on like that, I think it would have struggled. But the problem is, I think it's very much like Babylon 5, which, you know, unlike Angel is a terrible show. Um, <laughs> fight me, fight me, nerds. Uh, Babylon Five is a pile of shit. Um, but basically, like, what happened in that is the main actor couldn't, like, had a nervous breakdown, and mm. they couldn't do the next season with him, so he left the show. And then they just had to rewrite everything and be like, "Oh, the main guy that all of the plots revolve around has left." Mm-hmm. And I don't think they picked up the pieces particularly well from it. Mm-hmm. But with Angel. They were they were expecting to continue with that trio of basically Angel, Cordelia, and Doyle, and obviously they had to fire Doyle because he was a drug addict and yeah. uh, oh, had a massive alcohol and substance problem. No, well, no, well he he didn't. Die. I actually watched season four, episode ten, just now mm. before this, and it actually said in loving memory of at the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm. So oh. see, four seasons later, he died. Yes, yeah, so they they right. fired him because they were like, "Look, you you are you cannot be on set. You are always drunk and always like you know like mm. you're not professional." Such a shame. Yeah, yeah, and then and then they were like, "Oh well, the whole plot is centered around he's the one who has the visions. He's the mm. one who gives them jobs and stuff." So they moved it to like Cordelia mm-hmm. in season two. Well, the end of season one, and. The whole show blossoms from this, yeah. Yeah. and you're like, the, yeah. you're like, I can't imagine it continuing mm. like season one uh-huh. because, you know, like it feels like they sort of grappled for characters because season one has so many characters, like mm. side characters, that it just forgets. After That's one of the, one, one of the person I wanted to talk to because in the season one, I loved her character in there as well. It was Kate. I thought yeah. it was like a great foil, and yeah, um... yes, and no, though I kind of love an and hater mm. like. In, in, in my current rewatch, I, I said to Coxie, I was like, you know, I've always kind of been on her side, but this time around, I kind of hate her. Yeah. Like, I, she's very unreasonable. She's very unreasonable yeah. when like, yeah. she blames the angel, even though it's 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 very much of a as time. It, it's, it's almost like saying, your kind caused my father to die. So now I, I'm going to basically base my whole life on making sure your kind isn't around. It's, and Angel's like, my yeah. kind. That, that, that whole line's in, what do you mean, yeah. my kind? It, it was very brave to use that but yeah you didn't think of like demons and vampires as like say a lesser like say a lesser beings and that was like bringing in like a racial stereotypical that i didn't expect from the show which i thought was great the only thing that did get me sad when it comes to the kate character is the blow off we got with her i know like she went off to do another show so i thought they might have killed her off or made like a great ending but the fact that she tried to kill herself and then angel saves her and then she just disappears off in the sunset, never That's to be seen. Uh, see never, never to see it, <laughs> never to be seen again. Um, I thought that was a bit sad. I thought because mm. the way they built her up to the first season, I thought we needed a, a better payoff for her. So, yeah. and they did that with some I, characters, but like other characters as well, they got 
amazing like send offs like uh, bringing Dala back like how powerful yeah. is, like say that like that relationship become and with everything. I will actually say that I think that you know it, it was hindered <clears throat> it was hindered by some characters because mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there I don't like Lorne. Lord, oh, I... you shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The thing is, though, the thing is, okay, I love Lorne, but love Lorne. not the way he's portrayed. Like, it's it's this idea. I'm just going to have my Lorne rant now. I'm sorry. Um, but it's basically, I hate his singing voice. I hate people who sing before, like that. Before, where... before you get in your it's... rant, before you get in your rant, because yeah. Sammy Lorne was this, like, say, if he was the most demon looking character in Angel. He was basically was he green. He was green, oh, yes. Yes. And his yeah. whole presence in the show was if you sang, he could read you. Like like, like almost like a fortune teller. He could read He's your like aura from your singing. So he used yeah. to have like a karaoke bar that he, all the demons had to go to to sing or to know the future. And funny enough, I've got another clip here of um, oh, of Angel's little singing voice. I know we're we're not gonna hear it, so the lovely guys uh, who's watching will get to hear this is basically Angel singing Mandy. So, <laughs> so basically, if you want to listen to this back, Sammy, it is absolutely awful. He is torn deaf. Uh, and oh, won't let, let people hear it. <laughs> oh, I, I can't, I, unfortunately, the sound isn't shared to, through uh, Zoom, so it's live on YouTube. The YouTube people can hear it. So if you turn to YouTube on, you probably could hear it now. But, but are you not talking over it? Here it's it's both, so you can hear both. It should be fine. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think I've done it that loud. <laughs> but look how uncomfortable he looks. <laughs> I recognize. I recognize the green guy. Um, Anth watched it. Like, like Anth watched it and see another episode where Anth should be here instead of me. Um, because he he absolutely loved Buffy and Angel. So I do know who that is. Sorry, Graham. Get back on your soapbox. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the, the, the problem with Lorne is, A, I hate his singing voice because he's one of those singers where, like, where he just sings nasally, where mm. it's way, it's way too, and you're like, oh, God. But it's also the fact of he is the only queer-coded character in the show, mm. and he is treated like shit throughout the entire thing. Mm. Like, every single episode he appears in people are like hey give me this thing right cool now fuck off you know it's literally four seasons they act as though they don't want him there or that every time he says something they're just like oh fuck or if he gets hurt they're like oh well you know and it's really weird how unkind all the characters act towards him hmm. you know and then him being like a queer coded why character. does that make you dislike him though and not the writers no it, it's 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 the writers i dislike like i, I dislike i dislike his singing voice and the fact that he <laughs> sings bad. so much because it's his whole thing but it's the fact of i love the character and i love lawn and i love the whole like hey he's a demon but he's more human than most of the people in it like he's got mm. a heart of gold and stuff but then every episode he's just treated like shit. So so it's the writers I like I dislike, not Lorne himself. Okay. But then it just feels I like they don't know what to do with him in yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah. Like it's just weird. Like, what a sad character. Like it's literally this idea of he's treated like shit everywhere, his bar gets totally destroyed, and Angel's like, Oh well, three not times. Help you. Yeah, three <laughs> times. And do they help him? Do they help no. him reset? They don't even care. Yeah, they literally just go, oh, your bar got destroyed and all of your like means of living and everything you've worked towards for years have been destroyed. Oh, well, move on. And it's literally like, what the, f why are they like that? And then, yeah. and then we get to go back to his home world 
mm-hmm. his home dimension in an episode, and then we find out that his family hate him and everything. And he's <laughs> he gets his head and... chopped off as well. <laughs> yeah, he gets his head chopped off. So it's but like going hang on. No, no, he, he no, survives. No, he lives without the head. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's like but then it's it's treated like a joke, and I'm just like, oh great, so he's getting beaten up all the time, and he's getting hurt all the time, and everyone treating him like shit all the time, and that's the comedy. And I don't know. Do you there's not think though? Of, there's a lot of stuff I won't do, but I feel like with all the stuff coming out about Josh Whedon being a bit of a dickhead when it comes to like women and him being a bit sort of, you know, mm. oh well, representation, but I don't really mean it. Mm. Lorne well, rubs me up the wrong way. But you've do- just made mm. here's the point that's just brought to me to my mind, which is a little bit off topic, but stick with us here, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the guy who plays Gunn is gay in real life mm-hmm. and saw a picture recently of him and his husband getting married and there were beautiful pictures and they had the character who plays Fred, the character who plays Wesley and the obviously Willow was with Wesley because they're married. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely pictures. But in my head, I was thinking the way Gunn is portrayed in the show, mm-hmm. if they'd made Gunn gay, that would have been an accurate representation of he's gay and he's also butch yeah, and he's yeah. also, he kicks ass. Like, why couldn't he have been? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why did it have to be Lorne that was the, the gay one? If that do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. It's it's like we have with uh, Star Trek with uh, Deep Space Nine, where they had the character of Garrick, where the actor was like, I want to play this gay, and was totally fine with it, and it was a perfect thing. And then the producers were just like, No, no, we can't do that. You know, mm. we're gonna give you a girlfriend. We're gonna take you know things away from that direction. And you're sitting there being like, he probably was kind of like, oh, cool. Could I be a gay character? Because I'd be fine with that. And they were like, no, no, it's the 90s. That's so disheartening. <laughs> it's like, just I sad. Can, like... I know this is totally going a bit off kilter, <laughs> but the Cynthia Nixon in um, Sex mm-hmm. and the City and the and she's managed to now get her kind of her part of her life into the new series. And it's just like, is it a little bit too late for her? Like, because... Mm. The characters saw already developed mm, yeah. that putting it in now kind of just feels like, like we gotta do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. like why couldn't they have done that initially? It actually would have went really well yeah. with Miranda's character back in the initial start of Sex and the City. But yeah. But it's oh. it's like yeah. say we've came a long way, but we've still got oh, a lot, we've still got a long way to go yeah. type thing. But yeah. Oh, yeah. but going back to like the lawn character as well, because I understand Graham get your points everything but do you not think in the ending though that lawn was the one that got the best ending because he was the one that stayed true to his beliefs and because they betrayed him and because with him being non-violent um yeah. and they made him kill Lindsay. spoiler uh and basically he said i was done when thing he'd done it because like say he thought like he had to but he went i'm not part of this he, he said i'm not going to meet you in the alley anymore once I've done, yeah. I'm out. So they kind of kept him to his moral compass in a way. Yeah, but, but that, they, that they, still they, shows how little regard the rest of the cast or the rest of the characters yeah. had for him because they were willing to let him destroy his own morality mm-hmm. for their well, benefit. They asked it. So it's the fact of him going, hey, I'm a pacifist. I don't agree with any of this. And they're just like, no, no, you need to go and kill someone for us. And oh. then we're just going to forget about you. Like, that is... Can you imagine that? Mm. Can you imagine just being like, oh, yeah, vegan, you need to eat some meat or something because reasons. Oh, and then we don't really care. You know, like, just this idea of going against someone's, like, morality. Mm. Yeah, it's the most horrible thing in the world. Like, the fact that they just mm. let him walk away. Surely if they gave a shit about him, they'd be like, no, we need mm-hmm. you. You are part of, you know, part of this. I'm, you know, 
thank you for all your help and stuff. But no, they're just like, oh, you want to leave? Okay, cool. But actually do this horrible thing that goes against your character first. It is, yeah, like I'd say it's one of the biggest failings of Angel and the mm. other characters that they are so shit to Lorne. And I wonder why, because they're so compassionate to everyone else and yeah. they're just... Lorne is from just Wesley a tool to them. Season three. Oh, but Wesley's well, a bad you know, reason. Wesley that, is a you know? dick all the way through, to be honest. From, from... I love Wesley. <laughs> I think the character is fucking brilliant. He but... has a great character arc, and it's it's mm -hmm. a bit weird because can you can you imagine Wesley from Buffy as he's no. portrayed in no Buffy? Way. And then be like, oh, he's gonna become this hardened sort of vampire hunter guy who like does loads of morally questionable stuff, and mm -hmm. you're like <laughs> who Wesley? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, Wesley he, becomes, goes... he becomes really badass. Like Coxie actually said in season the end of season three, early four, he was like, "Wow, we're literally getting dark Wesley right now." Right? And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he's here to stay." Like dark side Wesley, dark Wesley. <laughs> like that, that, like uh, the whole him and Gun that that standoff when they find out that Gun signed the paperwork to get the sarcophagus in, and then Wesley didn't even think stabs Gun and says, mm. I, I, "And I can't forgive you for not." Uh, warning us and not telling us like what the situation what was um like that was like that like season one angel wesley wouldn't have done that he wouldn't have even had the balls to pick up the knife to be honest but that's like the journey going on but going through the characters as well um which like i know we've talked about like a few but which of the characters that stand out like to you the most like 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 had the most impact mm, that's a really hard question because like i said they've all got such like dickheadery in them as well as like goodness like it's really hard to love any one character mm -hmm. um I you know what? i've forgotten his name but there's somebody in season one who i absolutely love and i can't remember his name but he wears um a cape he's rich and he just wants to be friends with them he's like a dnd master and he turns up in so many episodes and he's like guys i'm here and they're like oh no we just wanted your your knowledge or your money or whatever yeah. but he's just so lovely i Found and then myself. he just forgets. They forget about him. And I'm just like, what happened in season two where they just go? Back. Oh. <laughs> like yeah. he I, was, he was the best. Can I just point out? We've been doing this not half an hour, and already you've made these people sound absolutely fucking awful. Like <laughs> I don't want to know any yeah. of them. It's a dark show. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really dark. dark. It sounds really so dark. bad. I think it's kind of similar to um. I'm totally off topic, but for me, it's very similar to Battlestar Galactica in terms mm. of these are real people. Mm -hmm. These are the kind yeah. of people you will meet in your life. Not where the you Cylons. Are... No, not the si Well, no, but like, you know, that you are going to meet people that you think are your best friend and they're going to say yeah. and do things that you yeah. uh, you can never forgive them for. And sometimes you might find perfect. that forgiveness, no. but you've got to forget what they did. And Buffy just lacks that kind of it it sort of gets there in the final season and you know they kick mm. Buffy out the house and all that that bollocks but yeah Angel just had had that down um in terms of From even the person two. that you thought you yeah. loved that you, mm. they do something and you're like what the fuck are they doing and why yeah. are they doing this mm -hmm. but that's what real people do they fuck mm. up they make mistakes yeah like, well, like and I love that for it well didn't like say I've forgotten what season was like they actually fired Angel out of the out of the gang and said look you, yeah you, you you're not basically doing the, the work with him so, so, angel, yeah. so angel gets fired oh. out of the actual detective and it's run by cody uh gun and uh wesley. Wesley. wesley becomes the leader yeah can i ask a question of course you yeah all right okay so in buffy 
he gets killed, right? Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. Angel. Angel. Many yeah. a times. Because I, I remember not. the whole Technically scene. Not. I, gets, I remember that. I've even he goes to a hell things. dimension. Yeah, he goes to hell. Yeah. 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 So he, so he's not killed. He just goes no, to hell. No. <laughs> so when does he come back? So he's in the hell dimension for 120 years. But for Earth, it's been like two weeks, which is why he comes back. But he's like all in in Buffy, he's like manic and she has to almost tame him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there is reference to that in Angel. And they do talk about how that was. Um, it Yeah, it's, not, it's all it's all connected. I, I also love the idea that in, in Buffy, they're like, oh, it just takes some of his blood to close the portal. Mm. And she's just like, no, have all of it. Yeah. And you're like, OK. Just but cut his hand. Like... But there's, there's different elements. Like, I love, love how Angel uh, in this in this show, they get around like the ultimate happiness. Like, because basically Buffy was all about, like, say, underage sex, let's be honest. Uh, but this one's basically... I'm getting the word. Nonce. Nonce. <laughs> um, but with this, it's basically anything can be, like, ultimate bliss. Like, the fact that uh, the actress woman drugs him. And yeah, that's get, such a good episode. And he becomes angelus until basically the drug wears off. And that it's like again, yeah. it's it just shows you can a synthetic high or synthetic happiness like bring back forth the apocalypse We've type thing. Just watched like the episode I just watched that finished at like quarter to seven, and I was like, I need to go. Um <laughs> was the episode in season four where they get the shaman to put the fake kind of scenario in his head mm-hmm. so that he gets that he gets that perfect happiness through everything being right mm-hmm. everyone forgives each other his son loves him um cordelia loves him they have sex and then you think everything's going right for once and then at the end of the episode he opens his eyes and he's still in the cage with the shaman mm-hmm. and i looked i looked at coxie because i was like did you see that coming did you see that <laughs> and uh he was like no i didn't see that coming and i was like i remember the first time i watched that episode thinking this is too nice for angel yeah it's going too well. Everyone's too happy. It doesn't fit right. Mm. I I was the opposite though. I got pissed off because I was just like, oh, that was so great. Oh, yeah. Well, back to this. One. <laughs> you know, back to him being yeah. in a cage. You know, and you just never go, mind. Oh, you know, like I was literally <laughs> like, oh great, we've moved the plot on. No, never mind. We're gonna have another five episodes about the beast. You know, whatever. but they did have, uh, like I say, a, a call back to the uh, the like the hell dimension as well as when his son is born and mm. again let's be honest we get a lot of shit <laughs> and weirdness but, when uh not lightly yeah basically uh connor gets kidnapped and taken to the hell dimension as a baby Ugh. and then within an hour later he's brought back as a as a not i wouldn't say a fully a grown man uh, shit. <laughs> worse than dawn yes oh uh, god that's like, seeing something so, yes. sonia you're you're talking about like characters you know mm. that were like really important to this well, or who do yeah. you think of because paul didn't phrase it as who your favorite characters i'm gonna say that when i think of angel i think of connor and it makes me go let's not watch fat again because yeah. connor is so bad like yeah. it was a mistake is... i think they good realized actor, a mistake. very good actor i do i've got a lot of respect for vincent is it carthizer Cathiza? i can't say his surname the, yeah. the guy from in time mm-hmm. but um he's a brilliant actor but the the, the plot of connor and even halts makes me angry yeah. in a way that my brain can't can't verbalize I mean, like halts is great halts makes sense because you know why we're talking about kate earlier mm-hmm. and like why is kate so unreasonable like she's literally mm. like oh i've seen angel do all these kind things oh but i hate vampires so i'm not going to trust him at all and you're like 
hang on you would turn <laughs> you would like go oh hang on there's a difference with this where i've seen him save loads of people and done all of this and she just doesn't she literally just hates forever whereas at least with Holt, you just go oh you have quite a valid reason to <laughs> yeah. hate angel no matter yeah. what he does and the fact is that when he sees that angel has changed he still goes nope still want revenge you know and that kind of works for his character but kate it doesn't but like Fuck Holtz for making really Connor. Weird, but, you know, for, really, for that really whole weird, thing. Um, Could we have stayed as a baby? If Connor had just stayed yeah, as a baby. Yeah, I love those episodes. The episodes where like everyone's playing happy families and then he has to go and become a stupid fucking teenager. But um, no, I, I on this rewatch, had never noticed before, but the first episode that Kate realises Angel is a vampire is the episode where Angel's protege, the person who he used to hunt with, comes back, who is played by Jeremy Renner. And mm. I had no idea. Like, I watched, I was like, holy shit, yeah. that's Jeremy Renner. Like, a very young <laughs> Jeremy that? Renner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, mentioning Connor again, like, let's talk about the most uncomfortable episode that was like when he hooks when Cordelia up Cordelia has sex with her yes and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's like clearly like he's clearly I was not scrolling older than... on my phone I was yeah. like I'm not watching this it, it's, he's clearly not over the age of 16 and... I'm getting the word, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the word. <laughs> but it's like a running theme through this like as his teenage oh there's a teenager and I must have sex with him or they must have sex with the, the big bad my gosh I just have Con... so much annoyance for what they did to Cordelia like they did mm, her yeah. so dirty with that that plot that season and mm-hmm. I, I can't ever forgive them for that and I, I love that she's now trying and make it right with this new spin-off and i love that james masters is going to be part of that as well but um Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's just so sad because like like graham said earlier she was so integral and when she was given the visions and they realized they kind of had lightning in a bottle with cordelia she was the perfect addition to the team um it's 10 times better than she was in buffy what did you think of her set what did you think of sorry like we're saying with the writer strikes and stuff, it's literally the people in charge not realizing what they have and not yeah. realizing how important that is. I would have made Cordelia the happiest. I charisma carpenter. I would have been like, here, here is lots more money. Just please stay in this show. And instead, they were like, oh, you, were, oh, well, you know, oh, it's going to be difficult with you. Oh, you're pregnant. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, pregnant. Yeah. yeah, she, she got the actress got pregnant, and then basically they and sort Josh of Wayne had Josh. her basically in bed for an entire season because they're like, oh, well, you got pregnancy bump so we have to hide it and stuff or oh well we made you pregnant in the show might as well make you evil yeah yeah they (laughs) oh it's it's such a bad like i have to say though i love the what was her name the jasmine plot yes yes i I love i love the overarching thing but in the actual execution of a lot of it you're like oh god this is this is like dragon ball z the beast thing lasts far too many episodes that's why i was so happy when it just ended in that one and then it was like Jokes on you! It was a dream. There's three more, but, uh, you know, but there's a reason for like like the Jasmine character and like the like the big bad in season not the big bad the the, the big lad lawyer in season five and then uh, Caleb in uh, in Buffy basically went Serenity or Firefly got cancelled. Josh Whelan said, "I'm going to make sure that the cast or like yeah, anyone who needed yeah. to be jobbed would I recast." Love, I don't in. know my name, but. Zoe, who plays Jasmine. Yeah. She's yeah. not called Zoe, just Zoe from Firefly. <laughs> and, and they were given these massive roles in like Buffy and Angel as well, like to kind of like play Kate saying, sorry, that this got cancelled, but we'll make a big deal. And like you can tell the effort and stuff that, that was put in. I've just seen a cat hiding behind a TV yeah, as well. Me too. Oh, <laughs> God. 
so he's just he's he's just tried to jump from his tree onto my bookshelf where it's got a fucking giant mirror to then run down the back of the telly which where i had to go and pull him out from before this is why i've got the laser pen i'll get him out sorry about that but yes uh so like you're getting them parts but talking about cordelia what did you think of her send-off episodes in season five uh, how that I, played out. I like I like that they tried to rectify it and they gave the character an mm. actual send off rather than a, and she never wakes up. Yeah. yeah. But um it wasn't enough. It it wasn't justice for the character herself. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating more than anything. And I, I feel like I think back to like things like Faith, like you know, Faith was in a coma and like they could have just Eliza Dushku could have gone off and done other things and they could have just forgotten about her and mm-hmm. it could have been a very similar situation. But actually, no, they gave her that mm-hmm. follow-up plot. They gave her that that kind of mm-hmm. growth, that well, addition. And we I, didn't get that for Cordy. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil I'm gonna spoil it for people because obviously I'm just spoiler central for this show, <laughs> but definitely watch it. But yeah, season five. Um I think it's more insult to injury. Like it's the fact of with Lorne, uh, like, you know, like I'm complaining about Lorne or whatever. With Cordelia, they go, hey, we've pissed off this actress. We've realized how integral she is to the show and we need to get her back for season five to give her a proper send off. They had every fucking opportunity to just be like, oh, she just leaves and she lives happily ever after or she ascends or she does something. No, Mm. she dies. They just kill her off. And they're like, and it's a wonderful dramatic moment and it hits exactly how it should. But they killed her. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Can you, you know, it's just like, okay, fuck the future then. I mean, I like that they're, obviously, I don't know if you've seen the announcement in the last couple of days where there's a new Buffy audio yeah. show coming out. Yeah, where I heard that. they basically brought Cordelia back, where they've gone like, oh, Spike teams up with Cordelia from another dimension to do, like, do this. And they're bringing all the cast back and whatnot. Well, it's, I don't think they have Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, no. The cast back. And you're like, cool. You have found a way to bring Cordelia back. Because mm-hmm. if you ever did another TV show, she needs to be there. So you Wait. best work out how she how you write her in. Well, they killed Cordelia's character off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season five. And literally, again, this is all purely because of the the pregnancy and then the, the the treatment that she got as an actress made her not want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. She's she's pretty much bullied and pushed out of the show and she's been quite vocal wow. about that since. Yeah. And a lot of the cast have actually backed up what she said. So it's not a case of mm-hmm. she's just complaining. She was just bitter. She was yeah, yeah. she was just no, no, like, no, um, about it's things. legitimate. She talked about people... it when we were at uh, Newcastle Comic Con uh, when they'd done the panel. Uh, her uh, James Masters and the and the woman that played Drusilla. Uh, oh, there, uh, Juliet Lando. Juliet Lando. Juliet Lando, Lando, yeah. yeah, and like sit down when they were asking questions and talking about like the crowd, and someone asked, "Well, no, no one asked." They went, "Look, we don't want to talk about what you've been through. We just want to say thank you and just saying how proud we were for you to stand up." And she went, "Look, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, ashamed of like say standing up. I think these things, more people that do stand up, and it's it's basically." put shines a spotlight on it and say these things aren't acceptable and uh, everyone even Sarah Michelle Gellar has came out and supported her as well and I thought that was a powerful thing saying I'm proud of Buffy I'm not proud of the person I work for and the greatest thing that I had that it's it's just so shocking of what you don't see okay Mm -hmm. what you don't know behind the scenes but in the uh obviously a shout out here but in the shuttle pod trek podcast they had armin shimmerman who plays quark in ds9 but also plays also principal, principal schneider <laughs> yeah. in um in buffy and he basically said 
that the most poisonous, toxic set he's ever been on is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No way. And it, really? and it continued to Angel, where he just basically said that when he got on set, all the actors were bitching about each other. They were like, oh, you can't believe what this person did and stuff. And, you know, literally going, oh, well, I won't talk to them at all. And then obviously when they're on set, they're like acting. Mm. But then they just immediately afterwards, they're just like, oh, fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar is such a bitch and stuff. Mm. And, you know, and the fact that you had the production crews like sort of uh josh whedon and stuff literally not supporting the people or going yeah you're not liking it well fuck off then you know like that kind of and it's scary to think that such an amazing set of shows came from this Mm -hmm. where everyone just hated their lives Mm -hmm. behind the scenes like but it it, it shocked me so much because for me growing up it 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 made me feel proud to be like independent and to be like an independent thinker and to, to stick up for what is right mm-hmm. to then find out that the person who created that sense in me did what is inherently wrong to so yeah. many people it's, it's just it's but bizarre isn't it lovely though that the kind of wrongs have been written yeah right now like mm-hmm. i know they did um, a buffy reunion for vanity fair and it was the, so obviously they did the the magazine cover and the interviews, but they recorded them and they put them onto video as well. Mm-hmm. He was not involved in any of that. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah, the, it was cast the cast, and it was a uh-huh. And it's kind of like, oh, it's nice to see that they can they can because you got to think like they were teenagers. Could yeah. you like agree with yourself back when you were like 15, 16, 17 year old? Because I certainly couldn't. I've read <laughs> a lot. Of, I've read a lot about Sarah Michelle Gellar and how. I obviously don't I don't want to make the podcast about Joss being a dick, but um, Joss is a dick. But he is. But um no, so talented. He would, he but would a get dick. Yeah, yeah. He would get in certain mm-hmm. actors' faces and be like, I could kill you off in an instant. Mm-hmm. But obviously he couldn't do that for Buffy. Like the only person he couldn't kill off is Buffy because she was the main character of all of this. I mean and he did she do it technically. That, yeah, <laughs> she used that to support the cast like she like I have heard from so many different actors on that set that she would say they're not doing this otherwise I'm not doing this and she was the only one who could Mm -hmm. and so many people have so much respect for her because she didn't have to do that like if someone had been on set for like 15 hours she would be like they need to go to sleep I am not acting another second Mm -hmm. until tomorrow Mm -hmm. and if she hadn't said that it would have just kept going and just kept going and uh, yeah she was she was kind of like a a champion of the people in her, her oh, like hero real world as well. Yeah, yeah, no, like I love her for that. I love mm. her for that. There's but... not a, there's not a bad story that comes out about Sarah Michelle Gellar. No. Like even on no. the set of Scream Two, they said she was an absolute like a joy to have there. And I'm sure her fee was nothing. It was she mm. was uh, it was next happy to, to be there. She was. She, she, was, she was the best. The she was the best. She was the best Daphne as well. Let's not forget that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very true. I, I, I love it how I literally, I've never, ever seen this live action Scooby-Doo movies. And I immediately went, these will be a pile of shit. And I'd never watched them. And then I was like at this guy's house and he basically went, we're putting them on. And I was like, these are so good. Like they're so, they know exactly how silly they are. And yeah. that yeah. is the most wonderful thing. Maybe that's an episode we need to review as well, the Scooby-Doo movies. (laughs) I I love Buffy. Obviously, I love the show Buffy and I love the character Buffy. 
I don't like Buffy when she visits Angel in any of the Angel episodes that she's oh, in. Oh, she ju- she's in Angel. Oh, she oh, quite did, a few did, episodes. Did, yeah. They do a few crossovers. There's... But th- there's one particular episode which follows probably my favourite episode, which is where um, Angel and Faith have the showdown and you find mm. out that Faith's actually really struggling and yeah. Angel gets to the humanity, like the core of her, and he- he's helping her. And then Buffy turns up and like puts on like these big, big pants and she's like, no, you need to make her do what's right. And Angel's like, what, what do you think I'm doing here? And they have like yeah. quite a big argument. And I'm like, go back to Sunnydale, <laughs> bitch. Like, fuck off. Leave him alone. The problem is it's very not Buffy. Mm. Like yeah. it's just a weird yeah. thing of going, Buffy would never. It feels very much like Buffy in Angel. I totally forgot she appears as much as she does. But it's like Buffy in Angel isn't the same character it's, it's like but, it's really but then the writers are the same well or yeah. at least josh whedon should be going oh yeah what you've written mm. doesn't sound like <laughs> buffy yeah it was yeah, like they were, it's, it's... i think they were trying to get the narrative but again talking about like character's development again i'm like sorry to keep going over the point but i think faith gets more character development in the short time she does in uh, angel than she has in an entire spam that she's in with buffy that, yeah. that that's yeah. almost like the, the brilliance and how well work there was done that they saw what they could do and that they had this broken character and how it played out they didn't try and fix her they just said look this is getting her to like basically admit to her demons and basically atone for basically what she'd done and mm-hmm. like the fact that she made the choice to go to jail as well was quite a, a big situation big thing for her as well so I yeah. quite yeah. give them plaudits for that as and like even like stupid characters like Harmony, like Harmony gets such a good yeah. character development in this as well. She goes from the ditzy, uh, like cheerleader she, to Spike's girlfriend. She definitely doesn't go from ditzy to anything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she stays. But I think the great thing about like Harmony kind of saves season five a little bit, and yet they don't use her enough. Like yeah. she's like a comedy element, but then she just doesn't get anything to do. Like aside from a couple of lines, I mean, one of my favorite episodes of season five is the one about Harmony, where she thinks she's murdered someone. Like, yeah, you know that yeah. one, and it's so funny. It's literally her being utterly incompetent, mm-hmm. trying to sort of cover up a murder and stuff. And it's like, and yeah, everything about it, I absolutely like love. Mm-hmm. And yet we get nothing else. It's very a misused it- character, I think. It- is Harmony a vampire? Yes. 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 That she's happened in, in Buffy. She's in Buffy. That she was Cordelia Chase's friend in high That's school, right. mm-hmm. and then That's she becomes right. a vampire that dates Spike for a while, mm-hmm. and even Spike can't put up with her. <laughs> she's so annoying. Yeah. But I, I love the fact that she's like, she's she's a vampire, and she doesn't have a soul. Like, no, she she doesn't have a soul. And there's nothing to stop her being evil as fuck, but she's just too stupid to be mm-hmm. evil. Yeah. Yeah. The idea is she <laughs> yeah. doesn't murder people. She doesn't murder people. She doesn't have a big plans of destroying the world or anything because she only cares about like mm-hmm. you know, like Barbie she's, stuff. She still has that ditzy little girl in her. She never really got yeah. rid of it. It yeah. is the kid from Family, uh, Adam's family, family values, values yeah, it? it is, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Uh, I've just I noticed, know, I've just noticed, though, Donna, she... Donna's in the chat. I just totally didn't call you a sexual deviant earlier in that episode, Donna. I, I promise that didn't happen. Is that what you were going for? <laughs> you were just saying she was a deviant, like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, she's all the types of deviants, but yes, I yeah, didn't but... say that honestly. Um, but yes, come no, back. I, I, I like, I really like Harmony. I think uh, Harmony's really good, but I don't think they use her properly in this because no. they could have made so much comedy if they gave her proper synergy with the rest of the characters. 
One... I agree. The episode where she comes back and they uh, get her to go undercover for that like vampire pyramid scheme, and then, and then she, she immediately like, turns. She on immediately them. betrays them, and they're all like, "Yeah, kind of expected." And then she's like, "All right, see you later." And like, they could have had her like returning a few times after that, but they they didn't. She's not seen again until like season five, and it's yeah, it's just disappointing. They really like they, they dropped the ball on that one. Hmm. They could have made her like Spike, you know, like yeah. how Spike is in season three to like five of Buffy, where they're just going like. Oh, I will betray you at the earliest opportunity, but as long as you're aware of that, you know, like they could happily yeah. kept harmony like that. Because one, yeah. one thing that did, like when you think about Angel, it's more it is a, like a character driven show. When you think about Buffy as well, you think about the the big season baddies and stuff like that. Mm. With the Angel, you don't really have that there element. There aren't no. like say the big a big bad. big bads. Oh. It's kind more of like, like twists. Yeah. It's more like what's the twist going to be at the end of this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean ja- Jasmine technically could be classed as a big bad, but mm-hmm. they're only in about four yeah, episodes. It's they're the beast for the majority long. of it. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, yeah. actually, like I say, Coxie's first time watching it, and he was just like, I don't like this beast character. And I was like, oh, do you think he's too evil? And he was like, no, it's a shit character. <laughs> he's like, I don't like how it looks. I don't understand the point. Like, I want him I mean, gone. And I was like, don't just worry. get Tim go. Curry from Legend. <laughs> like, <laughs> why Why are you messing? Why are you dancing around the fucking thing? Just, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Just get Tim Curry in. <laughs> and what do you think of, like, the Lindsay character throughout? Because he was in from get first episode. I... <laughs> <laughs> I love to hate Lindsay. Like I feel like the show in the in the earlier seasons probably couldn't have worked without him. But mm-hmm. at the minute, I'm just really looking forward to when he comes back and he's wearing the cowboy <laughs> cowboy outfit because <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck, Lindsay? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, it's it's one of these things where Lindsay, like, he just doesn't work as a character. Like you know this thing where he's just. I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean. But it's like. He's very much kind of like serious, kind of like, oh, I'm so evil and so, oh, you know, sort of dark thing. And it's literally like someone trying to play Batman, but where they sort of look like they're in a boy band and it just, none of it works. <laughs> and I don't like the act, the actor where his mouth is really small and that is body shaming, <laughs> but his mouth is really small and it's all like... So we heard it here first, hey, Graham likes a big mouth, guys. You have to have a oh, big mouth to be like You can do a lot with a big mouth, Paul. <laughs> but yes. Um, but I think <laughs> the early Lindsay, they try to make him quite sympathetic by saying, oh, he had a shit background. Uh, like, he was shit uh, growing up. Yeah. Uh, uh. He, he tried to, like, he didn't want to kill kids. So, which, which always yeah, like, is... A... Which doesn't vindicate from all the people <laughs> he did kill. Like, yeah. he draws the line at kids, kids, but he's happy to murder everybody else in the world when the apocalypse comes. Like... There are children in the world, Lindsay. Is it because <laughs> kids are only worth half the points? Mm-hmm. Possibly. But I did like the blind. I did like the blind assassin. I thought that was quite cool. But then it went all predator on us, saying, "Oh, she can only see movement," and and then I just feel like, in terms of, sorry, Lindsay. Like I feel like Lila was just better. They did it yes. better. That's yeah. that's how the character should have been for Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I, I would say my favorite character in all of it that isn't like Cordelia or one of the main ones is Lila. Mm-hmm. She is such a good character and she is used really well, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. she's she's evil, but she's someone who's gone so far down the path of evil mm-hmm. that she can't turn back. Like mm-hmm. obviously she's contractually obliged. You know, like she has a company. <laughs> but it's also the idea of she is kind of like going, yes. I could do kind things. And yes, I could turn my back on things and help you. But, mm. well, 
in for a day, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know, and and it's the idea of that's exactly what we need in the show, where she is the the Joker kind of character, where you're just going, just kill her, because <laughs> you know, like where she's like literally does all these horrible things and like all the horrible things gets people killed and stuff, and then she's just there in her like suit or whatever, being like, mm. oh, that plan failed. Oh well, but she does it with a smile on her face as well. Though that's the yeah, thing; she's like the she smile and assassin in a trouser suit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and, then, and then just walks off, and they're just like, "Oh well, we can't just shoot her. Like we get because we're not those she's sort of human." People. And and it is just this idea of she, you love to hate her, but she's done so well, and her development throughout the whole show is mm. fantastic. And it's mm. a shame that once again, spoilers, she dies, and it pisses me off. Aww. Yeah, she comes well, back. Everyone does. She, well, she comes back because she's contractually obliged to work for Wolfman Hart. So even being dead, they just go, well, we still have need of you, so we'll bring you back. And what? this is one of my issues with the show, because, again, like everyone like plays the part greatly, but some of the things that they do takes off the impacts that happens later on. Like Wesley's character, he is such a slut uh, throughout <laughs> this. Uh, like He literally... He literally falls in love with anyone that shows him a little bit of attention. So he falls in love with Lila. And uh... that's why I like him having sex with Lila, though, because I feel like initially it's like it's kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I said to Coxie, like, I, I genuinely felt like I've never viewed him as attractive until his dark arc with Lila. And then I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, <laughs> like when like, like they finish having sex and he's like, get out. <laughs> just like, yeah. like oh, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> but then the whole thing that happens with Fred when he's falls in love with Fred it's like with her yeah. he's moved on from Lila pretty quickly to move on to Fred like Fred's adorable like she is like I said as then I said again, the shining though, he... light throughout this show she is absolutely yeah. lovely Um, that was one of the episodes that did actually hit hit as hard that like the, yeah. her turn and like saying that she was now a vessel and that character was never going to come back to see him yeah. But I'm still not over it no <laughs> but the fact that Wesley just went from woman to woman I was like I'm not really that feeling that like sad for Wesley now because like the next woman that will come along and show him a bit of attention, he'll probably fall in love with her next. Well, I, I think I think the whole thing well, is though his arc is that the only person he, <laughs> the whole the whole thing about like Wesley is the only person that he loves is Fred. He mm. loves Fred from the moment she comes the into beginning. the show, yeah, and she can't have him. Like, no, he can't have her, where it's the fact of, like, she falls in love with Gunn, and he's just sitting there biting his tongue, being like, oh, well, I'm glad she's happy. And oh, then I guess I'll just steal Angel's kid. Well, that's it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. You know? But but the whole thing is, his his whole thing is literally just like, oh, trying to fight that pain, and he turns to, like, sex with whoever, basically. So he becomes a slut to fill that void of going, oh, well, I can't have the the person I love. And so it makes sense. And then obviously he gets Fred eventually. Spoilers. Um, actually, I've spoiled everything. Fuck it. I'm not going to warn anymore. <laughs> but yeah, basically he gets Fred, <laughs> and we have tragedy later, which mm-hmm. is yeah. So I, I get Wesley because I know a lot of people that fill the emotional void with sex, like you know, mm-hmm. and it, you know. So we're saying like, oh well, there's loads of random women. I'm like. Try living in the gay world. <laughs> you know, at least at least Wesley kept it to one at a time, I think. Is the, uh... You know, though, like watching it back now, like the, the first time I watched it round, I was so, so mad at Wesley for that that arc with the, the prophecy and stealing, stealing Connor and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and watching it back as a like a fully matured adult, um, mm. not emotionally matured, just, you know, my body's matured. Um, 
watching it back, I was just kind of like, the only thing I feel he did wrong was not telling anybody. He didn't communicate his concerns. Other than that, actually what he did was selfless. He tried to save Angel from the most horrific fate for anyone with children, which is that they're going to harm their own children. And then he gets nearly killed for it. And then the people that he's trying to protect turn on him, turn their back on him. Like, of course he... And there's that episode where him and Gunn have a huge argument and and Gunn's like, I don't... Like, what happened to you, man? And he's like, well, I got my throat slit and then my friends turned their back on us. And I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, like that's literally in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, of course Wesley's fucked up. Of course he's looking for connection with anybody. And if that means sex, then it means sex, you know, because he doesn't want to get emotionally close to anyone because every time he has done it's mm-hmm. it's been him that's gotten yeah. hurt. So what is your favorite episode in this? I know that's going to be a hard one for most of us to answer mm. now cuz it it unlike Buffy it doesn't have like a standalone episode it kind of all of it kind of blends into one and moves along type thing. Um it's for me I I know it's it's like I didn't like the first season that well, but it still has like say great episodes in the first season, which kind of set the tone. Um, like Angel trying to be normal and trying to like integrate himself into society when he goes to like the um like the party and stuff like that, and he that's where he first gets introduced to Cordelia and stuff. I think that's mm-hmm. a great starting point and one of my favourite episodes as well. And I think, I'm sure that's the one where he dances in as well, where the girl asks him to dance, and you see him oh, just yeah. thinking, I've, I've got a clip of it as well, so I'll show it to Sam as well. It's so funny. Um, so this is this, this basically, uh, this is, I've got this on silent because you don't really need to hear this one. Basically, she, a woman walks up to the angel in the party, says, let's dance, and he's just thinking for a second, is he going to let loose and show his moves? He's, yeah, he's like, I don't dance. <laughs> And here, here's the moves coming. Sam's looking engrossed now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> this is why he doesn't dance. <laughs> oh wow! It's wonderful that the show basically pokes fun at Angel for just going how socially awkward he is. Like the idea of just being like he can't dance, he definitely can't sing, and it is it's it's kind of like a wharf in Star Trek where it just goes the joke is that this is a person who would never put themselves in this situation, and here yeah. they are, and yeah. it works really well with Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Angel has so much more depth in himself as a character in that in his show than he mm-hmm. ever did in Buffy. Mm-hmm. And as much as he loved Buffy and, you know, yeah. all that shit happens, he becomes angelus, he he kills so many people, he atones for it, he comes back and then he leaves in season three. But in Angel, the show, you actually get to see, you get to see the actual human part of him. You get mm-hmm. to see the person that hurt, that gets jealous, that mm-hmm. wants to be known as a good singer and a good dancer. He, he is visibly offended every time the gang tell him that his singing voice is crap. And I love that he has that humanity about him, that like he's someone who cares what people think. And you never get that in Buffy. He's very he's soulless in Buffy. Like, yeah. yeah, he's incredibly soulless in well, Buffy. He's, 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 just, he's been he's a just peddler a in Buffy. <laughs> like, he's, just, he's just basically a, a like... Uh, what do you call it? Like uh, totty. He's just that's all he is in Buffy. Yeah. Like it's literally yeah. the idea of going. Oh, you're looking sort of dark and mysterious and kind of hot. Oh, you've got your shirt off for whatever reason. Well, I'm what? waiting in your bedroom. Yeah, and, that, <laughs> and that's it. And it's literally this idea of just being like, okay, this is cute as fuck. But um, 
but yeah and then and then the angel like because there's so much that and I, I like that they do do stuff with it where they just go what was angel doing during this period because remember it has the whole arc where it's basically that episode where it's uh where it has him living at the hotel like mm. in the was it the 20s or something like, yes yeah, i love That's that a great episode mm. are you now or, or have you ever been it's called yeah um and the ending of that episode made me sob this watch around because i'd forgotten yeah. all about the ending um but it, it was beautiful it's 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 beautifully done that, that could be a film that could mm. be a feature film that <laughs> plot yeah it's incredible and One... it's, in, it's interesting because it doesn't have the rest of the cast in. It's no, this idea it's of going, whoa, angel. you took it out. Because it literally just goes, hey, we're just going to move this to a totally different mm-hmm. setting and do an episode without any of the other characters. And it yeah. works. And you're like, this is strong. The only thing, again, as Sonia said, we've both been watching back. Like She's a little bit further on than me. Uh, one thing I didn't notice first time watching, I probably wasn't paying attention, and they made a like actually made a little comment to it. Um, when Angel saves Kate, she doesn't invite him in, mm. and she actually says, "I never invited you in." I did not notice that as well. So he entered her building. I, like I, I don't get like why that was like a comment or why because that was... she was technically dead, right? She ba- yeah. basically you can't enter a human's home without invitation until they're dead, mm-hmm. and the reason she mentions that is because when she committed suicide, she was actually successful briefly. He brought her back to life, right. and that was the only oh. reason he was allowed. Because he's like, why, why? He's mm-hmm. like, why are you talking to me? And she's like, because I never invited you in. It basically means because I would have been dead had you not come and saved me. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's it's kind of it has a lot of dark stuff. Like I remember in one of the episodes, they have it where. You know they're 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 raiding this guy's room where he's in the hospital after an accident as like the victim of like a sort of a t- attack, and Angel can't get into his room and he's leaning on the uh, on the 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 invisible portal at the door, and then basically he just falls forward into the room and they were like, oh well, we know how that <laughs> ended, you know, mm. so it means that he died in hospital because Angel can now enter the room and you're like going. That's pretty bleak, really, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And they do it as a joke. They go, oh, well, looks like he's gone. And you're like, eh, you know, this is a bit. I now- think my favourite episode is probably, and I've, I said this during the Buffy podcast as well, so you probably might expect this from me, but my favourite episode is 5 by 5 because mm-hmm. Faith is probably my favourite character. I do have a massive girl crush on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the episode where we get that, that kind of payoff of like the... She's so evil and she's so hell-bent on revenge. And that episode directly follows the episode where she switches bodies with Buffy, which has massive connotations about, like, bodily autonomy and consent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the length she's willing to go to. And then she goes to, to L.A. and Wolverman mm-hmm. Hart pick her up instantly and they're like, kill Angel. And you get that, that payoff at the very end where her and Angel are fighting and she just breaks down and she's begging him to kill her. And you're just like, holy shit, like this is a broken woman who's mm-hmm. yeah. admit, admitting defeat. And yeah. whether she remains evil or not is, you know, only only time can tell, but it's just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Such a powerful episode. Yeah. Um, that's when, mm-hmm. when Wesley runs out into the street with the knife ready to like kill her mm-hmm. and just sees her like sobbing on the floor with Angel, like embracing her. Like it's just, for me, it's probably like, one of the top five episodes of TV, not yeah. just Angel. But then they followed up with a perfect episode as well because Cordelia basically leaves after 30 seconds and Wesley walks in and walks out because he doesn't want to be around someone that's tortured her. It's like 
they don't play it off and think, oh, um, everything's happy families and everything yeah, goes back no. to normal. It basically repercussions, like actions have have purpose and meanings. And I thought that yeah. was done really, really well and done in the right way as well, which you don't always get yeah. uh, with these type of there things. There is a... Um... Doesn't Angel he passes her like a sandwich or, or something to eat, and she then attacks him and like starts trying to kill him, and then it it like flashes back and she's just sitting on the bed with a sandwich in front of her, and you realize she's got this going on inside of her head, like mm-hmm. this desire to attack, and it's it's almost it, face kind of reminds me of like a dog, you know, and they say like if you put a dog into like violent situations enough, it will fight back and eventually mm-hmm. it will become the aggressor itself, mm-hmm. and I genuinely think that that one mistake she makes in season mm. one where she she kills a human it's mm-hmm. he was she, a she, just, she wasn't <laughs> he was he was but she wasn't she wasn't able to ever come back from that and angel got so close in that one episode but then wesley and all the watchers council come and steal her and knock angel out mm-hmm. i i think though faith does come you know she does come around like she does become a hero and i think it's this idea like you know what we were saying earlier about like just because someone's a dickhead doesn't mean they can't do great art and it's this this is the thing though it's like you get a lot of people at the moment complaining about like jk rowling and you're like but i know she's a dickhead now Mm -hmm. i know she's like an antagonist now and she has these strong views about like trans uh you know transgender people and whatnot but it's the idea of you look at the books and you're like but you know how humans and morality work and you know how, you know, how how to be good. And, and you know, and it's that weird thing because you think, mm-hmm. oh, she doesn't understand what, you know, kindness and stuff or she doesn't know the world because she's got this view about this. And you just go, it doesn't work like that. You know, you, it's not mm-hmm. good and evil. It's not black and white. And yeah. it's the idea of going, no, they can be a perfectly perfect, like wonderful human being, except for this one thing. And it's the idea that Josh Whedon gets people so much that we can get a character like Faith so well-rounded who gets that arc of going from being abused, having a shit life, mm-hmm. you know, like literally where she turns to the a dangerous person because it's the only affection that she has, which is like the mayor. And then the fact that she comes full circle, she she goes to jail willingly. She could break out at any time, but she doesn't because she needs to serve her time and whatnot. And then at the end, she becomes a hero. She is essential to saving the world in like Buffy season seven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wonderful. And I think it's wonderfully well written. So it's really difficult going, wow, Josh Whedon's a bit of a dick, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's... But, yeah, but yeah. I, I also feel like Faith's arc could never have happened without Angel. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of, I didn't watch Angel until I was older because I never had Sky. So it was all <laughs> Buffy for me. So it was really confusing for me that Buffy Faith left after swapping bodies and, you know, slept with Riley in Buffy's body and like did some really mm-hmm. fucked up stuff. I mean, sleeping with Riley she... is a mistake yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying like <laughs> questionable mental state. But um. <laughs> She comes back in season seven and she's like ready to fight the good fight. And you're kind of like, hang on, last time you were here wasn't getting Buffy hates yeah. her. And you're like, you understand why. But mm-hmm. then you watch Angel and you have all this backstory, this all this development. And you're actually like, you know what? Actually, fuck off, Buffy. No, Faith's Faith's <laughs> done good. Like, she, and she's here to help. And yeah. I, I love watching back Buffy mm-hmm. after having watched Angel and those subtle moments where Faith's kind of like, I don't want to be in charge. This is all you. Like, yeah. So what the you're trying to say, she has for Buffy. So what you're trying to say as well, what we're experiencing now with the Marvel universe is that is down to Buffy and Angel 
yeah. their fault as well, saying you have to watch both to understand it. Now we can't yeah. miss a single well, no, fucking it, thing of Marvel to not yeah. understand no, what's going on. No, 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 the, the problem is it's not as it's not as bad as Marvel have got it, where you need to know the full universe to understand any of it. But it's this idea of it it helps. It's a nice little Easter egg. Like for instance, in Buffy, mm. the amount of times when like there's like a phone call and then Willow yes. picks it up and they're just like going, oh. Oh, okay. I've got to go, you know. And then you're like, "Oh, what's that about?" And they're like, "Oh, I'll be back in a couple of days." And we're like, "Okay." And I never thought twice about it. And then in Angel, you have it where Fred, <laughs> where Fred is just like, "Okay, I need to call someone and get some help." And you're like, "That's the fucking phone call." And then the next episode, Willow turns up, and she's like, "What can I help with?" You know. And you're just like going, "Oh, right. So oh, yeah. Fred called Willow, and that's mm. why she moved off for that episode." And you know and you don't need it but it definitely helps with like faith where you just go oh wow you're reformed very quickly i mean yeah. it does mention that she's in jail it mentions she was in jail yeah but it doesn't tell you but why or how because yeah. it, it, it sort of implies that she was arrested not that she willingly chose mm. to hand herself in which the two are very different and i know for some people the concept of you know if you're a killer you're a killer but mm-hmm. for, for her i don't think that that was ever the case no well, I think the whole thing with Angel is the idea of redemption, being yeah. like, hey, yeah. he was a killer, he's one of the worst vampires to ever exist, and yet we've well, got he... to accept, like, like what, um, what's his name, the, oh, I've forgotten his name again, Holst, like, doesn't get where he's like, oh, well, actually, you're once a killer, always a killer, and but, it's like... But Angel does make no. reference to that as well, he says, you're sitting in the room with probably the biggest mass murderer that's ever lived, um, mm. and, like... And that's quite chilling when you think of it, like such a throwaway statement. But then you realise, like, say, yeah, fuck, like the, what, the, what the fuck he has done in the past. Now, yeah, coming on to basically the most probably the marmite thing in the show that ever did happen, the ending, like how it ended. Like uh... some some fans love it, some fans absolutely despise it. No one's ever in the middle. I'm on the I'm ground that I did in the it. middle. I, See, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought, it was, I thought <laughs> no it was... one's in the middle. <laughs> Fuck your theory, Paul. <laughs> okay, here comes Sonia. Just... I'm in the middle. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, for anyone who hasn't seen it, this is going to be a massive spoiler. So I'm sure actually end it now. But some of you won't hear it. This is basically how we leave off with the angel. Like just basically taking down uh, the thought the group. What was it called? The, the Order of the Thorn. Anyone else? Uh, Not so far. They killed some. You feel the a heat? lot of demons. Um, Wesley it's didn't coming. make it back. He was killed by his demons. Finally got ourselves a decent roll. Uh, Damn! Good, took out good and I know the vampires and he's supposed to be hard. You're lucky we're on the same uh, side, though. Angel took out the big lawyer guy. Who's that? That's not good. Done. So he's basically been ripped up. Spikes. Supposed to wear that red stuff on the inside, Charlie boy. Going to get... What was she called again now when he drained this went? Elibia. Word on Wes. Pop back for us. The second here we go. This is Super Fred. Um, is dead. So this is how we how it ends. This is this Getty Angel being told that Wesley's dead. I'm Everyone feeling grief for him. I can't and seem then, to control him. <laughs> I yeah. wish to do anyway, more violence. <laughs> well, this has just happened to be horses today, <laughs> among others. Too loud. Uh, so I'm just turning the sound down for it as well. So this is how it ends. Okay. A big war we'll coming. The all the bodies. I kind of would have liked to have seen them fight the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. I think the the thing is it's very much like Josh Whedon being like, okay, we've done we've been denied uh, another series. Because it was I think what happened is he put in too early 
because they were basically in the middle of loads of crazy shit and he basically said hey i want a sixth season and they were like oh well we can't think about that now we'll get back to you and then he just kept pushing and he just kept going like oh no no uh, give us a you know give us a sixth season and they eventually just went out oh, just leave us alone fuck it no you can't you know was like a and i think it's very moment. much yep yeah, so, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't you don't know whether well, so, so, it's implied they all and it, die. And it just it just ends there, but it's very much that he was like, Hey, we're gonna make a big setup that mm-hmm. it's gonna be epic, so that the studio goes, Oh, what a mistake we've made, and the fans go, Hey, we desperately want to see what happens here, and then they get another season. So and it just didn't. So with Sammy, no. that's the first time you've seen the ending. Mm-hmm. So I know you mentioned like the Sopranos. Was that did that shock you in any way, or did that surprise you? I mean, it's a good job you were talking about it because I wouldn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> but it is a very Sopranos moment. Like, when did Angel come out? Oh, um, yeah, he didn't. But there was in... some things implied about his sexuality. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it started in ninety nine. Um, so the internet is not like the internet's not as it's not the internet's not like. Where it is, because I imagine that fans would have been really upset about that. Oh yeah, hugely. I mean, it, it's the problem is in two parts because don't get me wrong, I I don't think Warner Brothers are like innocent, mm-hmm. but I also think Joss was a bit too full of himself at the time because, as as Graham said, the the, the way that the process worked was the show would begin and then they would have like a midpoint review and they would discuss whether there was going to be another season or not. And Joss was like, no, I'm doing so great. The show's doing so great. I'm going to push for this. I'm going to push for this. And he pushed and pushed and pushed. And the head of Warner Brothers was like, well, if you're going to force me to, to give you an answer, then the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's it, what I'm like. If people really are, like, yeah, on my back about doing gigs or doing stuff, I'm just like, nah, then no. The <laughs> I can't no. Yeah. So, which is, you've got to kind of question if they'd waited for that usual midpoint of view, would the answer have been, yeah, let's go yeah. for another season? You, see, I'm I'm never mad when endings happen like that. Like, I wasn't mad at The Sopranos, a certain other series that have ended in a kind of like anticlimactic way. And I'm kind of all right with it, but I have no context of yeah where the story had been leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I get why fans are annoyed about it because the idea is that the apocalypse is coming and you don't know whether the the gang are going to win or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's annoying to not know. But at the same time, like I say, I'm in the middle. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like Sammy. I think that sometimes ambiguous endings can be more mm-hmm. imaginative than anything the writers could have done isn't it always nice to like have it in the back of your head like they're okay like mm-hmm. yeah i know that yeah. they're okay it's okay that they're all right now and you can you can just live with that i think but yeah. to have but yeah sorry no no that's but, fine. but a cliffhanger will get him another series he thought mm-hmm. yeah 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 it is a bit it, it's a bit um what's the word i'm looking for i can't think of the word i'm looking for it is very ambiguous of him to think that he has that kind of pull, given that Firefly well, got cancelled. Was... Arrogant, you mean. <laughs> yeah. I think arrogant. Yeah. Arrogance, that's what yeah. I was looking for. Like he, That is really arrogant of him to be like, yeah, I can do this on the back of, like, I can just do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he, he ends up, he's already had, like, one of his shows cancelled, and that was what is hailed as, like, an absolute masterpiece. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can go and fuck off Joss Whedon. <laughs> he didn't have much success afterwards because Dollhouse flopped big style as well. Like, and I think the only yeah, I like Dollhouse, unfortunately. I did, I did like Doll. Unfortunately, I, I, I did like it. <laughs> I've liked I've everything it. he's done. Genuinely, have liked everything he's done. But um, 
yeah, I think I think because of Buffy being so successful, he thought that he had the same thing with Angel, and it meant that he was mm. higher than he, his station. He, yeah, he got a big big chip for his boots, didn't yeah. he? He kind of had the same effect in Marvel as well, because like the Avengers was fucking phenomenal. Is one mm. of the best Marvel movies, and then Age of Ultron, he kind of trying to push push it. He pushed it too far, mm. and he opened up conversations that didn't need to happen in a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. environment yeah. um so he he must have a thing and i think didn't he do that in dc as well justice league kind of like he fucked up uh the original oh cartoon. god he, justice league was made, so bad he made them do uncomfortable things gail galott was gonna actually spark them out at one point i think yeah uh, and the guy <laughs> who played cyborg had an incredibly hard time mm-hmm. um with them on set so there's kind of a bit of a pattern here isn't there mm-hmm. yeah yeah with this thing he is an amazing writer he is an amazing visionary for stuff but just a shit human being yeah you know? yeah. yeah i kind of I, I not that i i, I don't know how i don't think respond. he's a nonce though is he he's not <laughs> no, a nonce. no i don't, I don't no, think he's he, just an asshole i don't think he's on that list yet no i don't no, think he's on that list he's yet. just an, an <laughs> absolute who's asshole who's the director just, got... oh it's the guy who did the x-men films Brian Singer. The first. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it. He's who I'm thinking. Yeah, he's going to get in the fucking bin. But um, yeah. think amazing fucking X Men one and two, amazing things. Amazing but films, just like, yeah. but Did I'm still. getting the word, you know. And... <laughs> the only thing as well, I know that like, didn't they carry on the story in the comics afterwards though as well? Oh, Kitty, um, they did. I'm actually quite annoyed because like we haven't. Could I just talk about Illyria for a moment to tie mm-hmm. it into the comics? Mm-hmm. Is I think Illyria, even though I dislike season five, I think Illyria is one of the greatest things we've had in a TV show. Like, yeah, because basically what happens for the people who haven't seen it, we have a character, Fred, who's been over like three seasons, I think it is, mm-hmm. who is an incredibly liked character. They are a very wonderful character. And the, basically what happens is they open up an ancient sarcophagus and get possessed by the thing that lived in was inside the sarcophagus and it takes them over and makes them into a new character called Illyria which is basically a god but forced into human form but like they have ludicrous over-the-top powers they're literally like like Superman like you know and it basically kills Fred so basically Mm -hmm. the Illyria just goes yep I totally I, I've taken up this whole vessel. There was nothing left of Fred. She can never come back. As part you know, of the like, ceremony, was like the a soul was destroyed as well. Like yeah. that's where there was no because like because Angel makes the comment, um, no one's really gone in this world. Everyone can come back. We've come back. Buffy's come back. And then it was like, no, Fred can't come back. I've ate her soul. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's oh. literally just the most the most final thing that it just kills off one of the most beloved characters. But then the actress is still there as this new character and it it's so good because Illyria is such a good character because they're literally yeah. like they are a god that has been uh, asleep for far like millions of years and they're just like okay cool where are all my worshippers oh they don't exist oh, anymore <laughs> oh uh, okay well and then she she gets back to her temple so basically they have episodes where she's just kicking angel's ass doing whatever the hell she wants because she's so powerful she finds her temple and she's like oh oh i've been killed off by one of the rival gods and all of my followers and all of my temples and stuff are destroyed what is the point of me existing and has this like 
existential crisis. It's like a midlife she, crisis. <laughs> yeah, where she's getting used to just going, I guess I'm, and then basically what happens is because she's so powerful, uh, like her Fred's body can't sustain it, so starts breaking down. And they basically have to depower her and take her powers off her for the most part in order for her to keep existing because they can't take her out of the body. Uh, and basically she just ends up being like, so I guess I just have to live like a mortal now. And, you know, and it's this wonderful arc that you get as of her learning how to be a person. I think it's a bit where she thinks Crash Bandicoot at one point as well. <laughs> yeah, they're literally like, oh, you have to stay here. And she's just like, oh, okay. And then she's just playing on a PlayStation. And, and I just love it. And it's a shame that we didn't get more of her. But the mm. problem is Josh Whedon has said that if they had done a season six, he would have brought Fred back. There would have been a thing where they split Illyria in half and Fred comes back. And I I kind of dislike that because I like how it's like Aerith dying in Final Fantasy VII, spoilers, um, where you're just like <laughs> going, no, if she came back, it would destroy the whole point of going, look, serious yeah. shit happens. And that's exactly what we get with Illyria. And mm. I love her as a character. She only has like about 10 episodes, 12 mm, episodes. She's, she's in the later part of the season. Yeah. But, but, but this is the, this is I, this I is it. in the time where each season of Angel was twenty two episodes of forty five yeah. minutes. <laughs> so we've got a lot um, of Angel. <laughs> just to quick, just to quickly add, my when we were asking about favorite episodes earlier, bizarrely for all my hatred of season five, I think one of my favorite episodes is the one where Fred's parents come to town. Mm-hmm. Where Fred's parents come to town. And they want to meet their daughter and Angel and nobody, because they're all shitheads who hate Lorne, but basically none of them uh, thought to actually tell Fred's parents that she was dead. Yeah. Like, you know, that she was gone and she didn't exist These people anymore. people sound awful, by the way. That's it. You've and got it, to watch it, Sammy. You've got to watch it. So good. <laughs> yeah. well, Sammy, really like, oh shit, no one reached out to the parents to actually say, oh, by the way, there's been and an the accident. And the parents are so lovely as well. Mm. They're like the so lovely. They, she has such a good relationship with her parents and it's so different for the show, you know, mm. like, because you have like Buffy, but she's from a broken family and her relationship with her mother is strained and stuff. Uh, Fred has an amazing relationship with her parents and it's played upon. Mm. And then basically what happens is Illyria literally goes, oh, I have all of Fred's memories, so I will just pretend to be Fred and does it perfectly to the point of convincing the parents that she's fine and she's doing great and stuff. But then quick keep switching back when they're not watching to this cold evil sort of god persona being like i'm doing a good job of fooling these humans and it's (laughs) so it's a beautiful episode because wesley who knew who was in love with fred just hates Mm. being her again because Illyria is basically being fred and he's like stop doing it stop being this you know dead person because it's an act that is an amazing episode, and I will forgive a lot of the stuff of season five because we get an episode that good. So yeah. I know, Sammy, you haven't watched like, it. Sorry. Would would you like say after what we've talked about? Is this something that you fancy going through and going like watching? Is that a no? No, no. <laughs> no good. They sound like awful people. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think this. I think it's really past us. Like I, I would have had to have watched it when I came out or not long after. It's not like with Buffy, I watched that. I watched that when it came out, mm-hmm. part of it, like because Michaela was in love with it. Um, yeah, I think this is like kind of past. 
past me now. Goodbye. I didn't watch Angel until I was 25, I think. And I'm 35 so now. So, say, so you only watched it last year. <laughs> that's oh, that's oh, still, still a long time for me, though, Sonia, because I'm older than you. <laughs> still, though, the, the point is I watched Buffy as a, as a youngster, and I think if I was to watch it as an adult, I'd probably be like, mm, this is a bit cheesy, mm. a bit gimmicky. But Angel holds up really well. Mm. Some of the CGI is questionable. Yeah. Um, but it is in Lord of the Rings as well, and I forgive Lord of the Rings for everything. So. <laughs> I'll have to agree really to disagree with that one, but okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the CGI Lord of the Rings still holds up. Although The Hobbit, it doesn't. And you're like, no, oh, the Hobbit is terrible. terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh my God, well, you got the people who did Harry Potter 1, did you? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can tell when did they've I... been hired, can't you? <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the Buffy podcast or not, but if I did, I'm sorry for repeating myself. Mm. But I love the concept that the conspiracy, the theory that Wolfram and Hart is pretty much the agency from the film Cabin in the Woods that these people are trying <laughs> to stop a god from being born. Sounds like something Wolfram and Hart would do. Like, let's just kill some innocent people and we get them to choose how they die. Like, that sounds like something Wolfram and Hart would totally fucking do. Oh, I've never heard that before. If you did say that, I probably missed it, but I like that I idea. It's such a, such a good thing. And, like, if you think about it, things like the, um, the I've forgotten their name in Buffy, the, what Riley works for. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, you know, the, oh, initiative. the initiative the initiative yes yeah the initiative and Wolfram and Hart that kind of all like mm-hmm. it, it could all be seen as the this agency from Cabin in the Woods the just people who were behind it all just different departments yeah. in them as well so no because it's ultimately every single show and the film all centre around the arc of like gods that can wipe out the earth if they want to we need to do what we yeah. can to please yeah. them and be on their side so, so um, Sigourney Weaver is the big baddie in all of this yeah <laughs> all of it Sonia you Always. are getting Booed in the chat. Why? Lord of the Rings is my favorite film of all time. I watch it yearly, Why? all back to back. Why? Because it's because the it's best a... film ever made. Why? But Thank some you, of the Sonia. fight scenes, the you CGI, can you can tell that the people are kind of drawn in rather than actually being there, which yeah. is sad because I know how many extras they got from New Zealand. I could talk about Lord of the Rings for the rest of my life. <laughs> Me no too. Good. It's, it's, it's no good, Goonies. <laughs> It might have been uh, before my time, but like, <laughs> has there been a Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings episode of Nerdy Up North? We have. We have. We have it was yes. a very, very, very long time ago. Um, mm. It was with Emily um, from Help Us Out. The Gamer's Guide. To do the Gamer's them. Guide, that's it. She was an absolute sweetheart. She taught me so much. Mm. Um, but I would definitely have a revisit to Lord of the Rings. I I've know Paul would got... begrudgingly hate it, but I would love Sonia to be <laughs> on. To... You're here for, for Angel and you've not seen Angel, so it, it's it's Paul's turn. I've seen, I've seen Lord of <laughs> the Rings. I, I'd rather... Yeah, like... but he... <laughs> You you I think you'd have to step down as cult leader if you'd found a fucking nerdy cult and hadn't seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> there's the door. No, no, I, I have seen it, I just didn't like it. Well, yeah, I didn't know that's a harsh no, Sorry, I'll, I'll backstep a little bit. I did not dislike the movie, I just thought it had fought. I, I can get into the like the, the needs. I thought it had too Is many needless short end. people. No, yeah, well, like, yeah, I love the way I, I love okay, the Wizard of Oz. People with rings, Wizard of Oz, it's forest. one of my favorite films, but um, it's more to do with like the 17th uh, uh, uh endings and the fact that it just oh, went no. on and on Every and on and on and on. But um, Fucking hell, Sonia. Yeah, we need we need to have a sit down. <laughs> but I, I would I, I'm happily to revisit the Lord the Lord yeah, of the Rings and talk about it. But it was a long time oh. ago. It was like very when we first. I've actually started. got um I've got this thing sword under my bed like 
I'm I'm not joking when I say I'm a massive Lord of the Rings. You are, you are ready for has, them all. Has it ever grown <laughs> green? Mm-hmm. No, no, not yet. Okay, yeah. so that's because Graham's not been in the to test. I'm a goblin. <laughs> I, 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 I do a really good uh, Smeagol impression as well, so I can I can bring that one out for you. Yeah, we do. do that. But, yeah. um... so we're penciling this in. It is fucking <laughs> happening. We are revisiting Lord of the Rings, and I think the chat is really would really love that because we have a lot of Lord of the Rings fans in our chat. Well, uh, I think hold on, I, just I think... to. Quote the chat: More Lord of the Rings, less Goonies. Not to be fair, though, Chris is at your mouth out. <laughs> Chris is going to get banned from the group. It's gone all angel. We needed more evidence that Nicole doesn't watch this podcast. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, that, 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 sorry, I, I got to get all hepped up when it talks about nasty stuff about the Goonies. But, yeah. Um, but. Like the, the plans so far, I know we've got plans for October, November, yeah. but December, I think that's when we're going to start with the, like the, the months where it's going to have like its own type of theme. Yeah, we're theme change of the theme. format ever so slightly. So the months, I think, like in January, the idea was we were going to have either, like, a, not a tr- like a true crime conspiracy month. So like each each episode would be like about different true crime thing. But we could probably start it in uh, December because, like, let's be honest, we always try and do Christmas shit, but Christmas it stu- never pans Christmas out. Christmas stuff never works. It never does. We had themed months because, like, if you did a conspiracy month, me, me and Goodwill could watch the Trek episodes where it's literally about internal conspiracies and stuff. And like, that would be cool. Have, like, an episode called Conspiracy, which is still freaked me out as a kid because a guy's head explodes and it's actually very visual and you're like this is a pg okay <laughs> but um, also for christmas month you could just do a podcast every week on die hard like just yeah. every week just do a different i wonder if he's gonna get the machine gun this time <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be a lot better than what we've tried to do in the past because it just never goes to plan <laughs> well the idea i was going to float was we could do a fantasy month so we can talk all about different fan- like say so that could lead into like we do a Lord of the Rings episode. We could do a Wizard of Oz episode. We could talk about we could talk be all right with that. We could talk we about need a uh, return to Oz episode. Game like, oh, return to Oz, yeah. Back me up. Uh, Let's have a return yeah. to Oz. Uh, Game of Thrones. Um, anything like that? Fuck yes. Um, <laughs> like say so that could lead into like the fantasy. But I know next week uh, the episode is going to be interesting when it's Tom Hanks movies. So Ooh, is it? probably yes. So we're going to talk about oh, different Tom oh. Hanks movies next week. I think Lee and Sarah is on. So it's going that. to be about I'm... seven hours long. Um, <laughs> can we just point on? out that if you haven't seen it, Dragnet is one of the funniest movies. Yes. Of... It's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. But yes. Um, just so we're finishing off now, is there any points that you just want to make about the Angel? Like, I know we haven't sold uh, Sammy on it as well. Uh, I just want it's to point the... out. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. No, go on. It was only because of just. I think it's just timing. I think it's just like kind of it's passed us by, and I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> mm. I, I just have two things that I need to mention, and that's that. I mean, I might get stick from this. The actress who plays Darla, I don't think is very good, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling that they didn't realize when they cast her in Buffy that they were going to do so much with the character. And it does, and it kind of is like, because Darla is only in about three episodes of Buffy season one, and then she dies. And then in Angel, and she's integral to Angel's background. And then in the show Angel, they're like, oh, Darla is a really important character and needs to be brought up all the time. And she's in every single memory or flashback that he has. 
And the actress just isn't very good, I think, for Dala, but she's in a lot of it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a, a big hamper hampering for them. But at the counterpoint of that, I will say I absolutely love Juliet Landu as Drusilla. Mm-hmm. And I think if I you like Buffy, woman. if you like Buffy, you should definitely watch the Drusilla episodes of Angel because she basically becomes the big bad for season two, effectively. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And it's great where you get episodes with her and Dala basically just being villains. And I just love it. I love seeing more Drusilla and it's a shame that she just vanishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad she doesn't get killed off. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that she just exists. Like you're like, oh well, she doesn't get an ending. She just runs off. She yeah. appears in Buffy again, and then yeah. she runs off at the end of the episode. Well, it's and you're really like, big oh. in Buffy, isn't it? Because she turns up and she's kind of like all burnt, and she goes to see Spike, and she's like, I bumped into our friend Angel. Yeah, it's like Angel Spike's tried like, to burn. Spike's us. like, <laughs> oh yeah, like he's like, oh, how is Captain Hair Gel? And she's just like, oh, he set me on fire. It's amazing oh. that, but but yeah, she is so she is so good. She's such a good character, and it's great having her in Angel. And I just wanted to, and the fact that in Angel she is seen as a threat, like it's pointing out, just going, she is way more powerful than anyone expects yeah. her to be. Yeah. Where it's like, hang on, it's a vampire with psychic powers, and is absolutely mad as a hatter, <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah, she's wonderful. And I'm so glad that the new dra- audio drama that they're bringing out, like the one I mentioned earlier, where they're bringing Cordelia back and stuff like that, the villain of that is Drusilla, voiced mm-hmm. by Juliet Lando. So I'm really excited. Yeah, <laughs> she she was going to make the docu- a vampire documentary. It's been, it was going on since, oh God, I want to say 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be huge she had um she'd worked with Anne Rice she had father was very heavily involved in it and who got her in contact with so many other people it was I remember looking at all like what a kickstarter would have been back then um and it it never happened it Mm. never fruition and I was so sad I always go and check at least once a year to go did she did she like kind of sneakily get it out or is she ever gonna and she's not she's not picked it back up? She has all this footage of this no. vampire history and she's not doing anything with it. Can't she can't you give it to someone? Like you should probably if, next time you meet her, we'll probably say it to uh yeah. We should maybe maybe we should mention it and just be like, look, next time see someone sees with a con, just be like, look, give Where's it to someone. Give it give it to a team of people and let them edit it and put it out if you don't do it, because we need to see these interviews. I need to see it. Mm-hmm. I need to see it because it was such a hype and it was how much access she had to Anne Rice as well. And I was like, because Interview with the Vampire of the Book is one of my favorites. It's possibly one of the first books I ever read on sounds really silly, but what I ever read on my own. And it was so special to us for that reason and that's why i love Anne rice for because she she helped us read um mm. and i just want to see this fucking documentary man sorry mm. <laughs> i mean the interview for a vamp- interview with a vampire and all of the series by Anne rice are amazing because they are the most homoerotic fan service i've ever mm. seen in my entire mm. life where she's just like for no reason, this character is just gay in a bathtub with a Viking. And you're like, what? What? Okay. <laughs> for the reason. Thanks, just thanks for, the for that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's so well. But it's this idea of just being like, oh, well, when you're a vampire, you don't need to worry about life and mortality. You just fuck everything. You yeah, know? exactly. Seemingly. Just go for it. And he holds just a gold. Go for it. Oh, yes. Um, so, yes. Awesome. So- 
So thank you guys for coming on, and, and thank you, th thank you for Sammy for putting up with us as well. No, uh, thank you for putting up with me and the kittens, and the little bastards have been running all over the place. I, a half, honestly, the majority of the time, I have had this in my hand, which is my laser pointer, <laughs> to keep them in front of us, so I didn't have to watch them going behind us, which is behind <laughs> the telly where all the wires are. So I apologise. I will not be doing this again in here with these two. <laughs> That's fine. Like I say, um, I, I wanted to do this episode after the Buffy one because, like I say, the Buffy one got such a great reaction. And yeah. it's amazing to see people still passionate about these shows as well as Sonya and mm -hmm. Graham has proven, like I say, they are mega fans still out there and still uh, with us. Mega uh, fans. <laughs> mega fans. Mega fan. You're a mega fan. I, I don't know if I'm a mega fan. I don't know. I'm yeah. probably just on a spectrum. You know, it's this idea of just being like, I just, you know, the, the, this is the thing though. It's like, you know, you always have me as a backup poll for like, oh, the guest has dropped out. Do you want to talk about this subject? I'm like, I can talk oh. about nine hours on this random film. Let, let's just, let, let's just put this out years. there. You are never a backup, Graham. You were never a grapple. We want you, Graham. You were just you. You are the busiest. You are the busiest man in Hollywood, in Nerdwood, shall we say? Busiest working man in the in the northeast right now. So if we if we could have you on every week, we would. But we know that's not a possibility. So sorry, I can't do more, guys. Sorry, I can't be on more. But don't you apologize? But yes. So right. Do you, do you want to do your promo for tomorrow? Because you're excited for this. Monday, Monday, Monday. So Monster Monday is Leatherface. You Ooh. will get a a good look at Leatherface, but you will also have an interesting time listening to many of mine and Dan's tangents because we kind of can't keep on subject this week. It's a really good episode. It was one of the <laughs> funnest ones we recorded um, for a while. So yes, Monday, 7 o'clock, Leatherface. Leatherface. So that's at the, um, on the, the Monsters Up North, Monster Monday. Um, Captain Goodwill is hopefully alive. We still haven't had confirmation yet. We still haven't had confirmation, <laughs> but we're, we're fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed, he's still okay. Um, I don't know if well, we're going to try and get a trekking episode out this week. I'll talk to Graham yeah. and see because again, with how busy he is, he deserves a break. So we might. He give, doesn't. If Michael's are having a holiday, you have a holiday. It's it's really difficult because like this week is. I do not have spare time. Like it is just, and the problem is because Goodwill's not here, I'd have to work out how to do all of the things that he does on his computer to do it. So what we, and it's also the idea of just going, and also Friday night, I might need to still be working on stuff. Uh, so it's this idea of just being like, I'd, lo I'd love to do it and I don't want to miss a week of it, but you have to be like, this has a deadline, this needs to be done. Yeah. Well, what we could do, and Goodwill, like I say, I can probably gear crash a little bit. This is just an idea. You, like I say, Trekking can take a week off, and I can probably arrange with a few people. I know the group recently voted that we, they wanted us to do a review of the faculty. Oh, so, there you ooh, go. Fill the gap. It's fine. Graham, have a break. If Michael has a holiday, you fucking have a holiday. You. Do what you that, do. The, the problem is, I'd kind of like to be in on the episode about the faculty. <laughs> oh my god, do you want to do the faculty instead of Trek? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, but yeah, that, that's the whole thing. I mean, like, you know, just let me see how far I get with the work, okay? But mm -hmm. like, worst case, worst case scenario, maybe we could do oh. it with you in on the episode, Paul, to do all of the technical stuff that I don't have time to sort out. And then, like, maybe have a guest like General Kirkby back or Baron. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe do that. 
I think next week, once I've got time to actually sort stuff out in some breathing room, because mm-hmm. my deadline is like next Friday, mm-hmm. uh, it's the idea of going, maybe we can sort one out so we only miss one episode. But, you well, know. I'll talk to you after this, but we'll say we'll sort something out. We'll sort something um, out. Yep. So next Tom week, Han- Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks on Sunday. The week after, mm-hmm. we are starting the Halloween season with Shark Week. We are talking... All the different shark movies and stuff like Halloween that. Week, really Halloween week with shark movies. <laughs> yeah. So oh, well done. Sharks only attack at Halloween. <laughs> Nothing more scary than going in the sea with sharks. Sharks have got to Halloween too, you know. Has there been any Halloween themed shark movies? Sharknado, <laughs> Jaws. Sharknado. Uh, oh, set at Halloween though. Like, Doesn't have to be set at Halloween. Did you did Friday the thirteenth? Did Jason did he ever attack anyone on Halloween? Did he no. ever attack anyone with a shark? He couldn't. But if he did, how epic would that Jason be? Jason versus a shark. But yes. Um and then like I say, we've got a few things they're hitting between um hopefully we'll get a few interesting people i know we are looking forward to the halloween episode on the 29th of uh october where we are having a lot of different people a lot of people have actually asking to come on as well for the ghost stories one i know sonia's oh, making a return for that one uh, yeah but before before all of that before the 29th <laughs> we are having our 24 live stream yes. which if you heard we were on the bbc again mm. paul sounding ever so professional Episode. Yeah, I, I didn't see I was fucking anyone on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be welcomed back. <laughs> but yes, uh, we are doing the like, say the twenty-four hour charity stream, which is going to be entertaining. We're going to have as many people. This one's going to be a little bit more chaotic than last time because, uh, like, trying to get people booked in and times and stuff, it's not going to happen. We're just going to have people come on and talk to us whenever they want. Wing it, man. Um, have, have you got anything you want to plug now, Sonia? Um, no, no. <laughs> Have you not got a brother who's got a birthday? Oh, it's Joe's Joe Border's birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, my lovely brother. Oh. Um, so he's obviously in Spain now, but everyone wish Joe a happy birthday. He also did a really, really good video essay recently, um, on whether anybody in Battlestar Galactica is a good person, and it's it's a really, really good video. And he talks a little bit about Star Trek and other sci-fi in there. He does really good video essays. He gets a lot of views. Um, go so Joe. yeah, go, go check really it out. Happy birthday to Joe! Mm-hmm. Happy but, birthday, um, Joe! If anyone wants to follow me on Twitch, I still stream every Friday. I've actually got a, a canny little following now. I got a a raid from a huge, huge streamer recently. Um, he raided us with like 1,600 people. Hmm. Um, I lost my shit. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I did not know what to do. I couldn't speak. I was like, I was like shaking. Um, oh, but quite so quite a lot of them have stuck around, um, which is lovely. So, so um, there's actually a nice little community building going on there. So if anyone Excellent. wants to come hang out on a Friday. The cult of Sonia. Um, yeah. The cult of Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> And... But yeah, um, but um, that's it for me. Cool. Awesome. And, what, and Graham, tell us everything that you do when you poo a thing. <laughs> oh God! Oh right. Um, what can I think of the top of my head? We've done. We've, we've already done that. That's the past. Um, yeah. The main thing is next Sunday, the twenty fourth, is the Drag Idol All Stars All Winners. Now you might know that I do a little show called Snatch Talk, which covers Newcastle Drag Idol, which is like our premier drag competition. Uh, which Chuitza May was the, you know, one and then went on to be on Drag Race and all of these other things. 
Um, and basically what this is, is they're getting back as many of the winners from previous years, because it's been going since 2006, mm -hmm. to perform at one big blowout event at Boulevard in Newcastle. So tickets That's available amazing. from dragidol.co.uk, because some of them, they haven't told us who is coming back. And so the episode that I've had to film today that is exhausting and write the script and stuff. Uh, and then we'll be spending this week editing in the hopes that it can be put out on Saturday, uh, which is what's stressing me out. But it's basically, uh, yeah, we don't know who's going to turn up. And you're like, what the fuck? Will Treats are maybe there. Like someone who's been on TV and like toured around the world. Will people like Tess Tickle, who are a wonderful local drag queen, but maybe a bit too big for it? And, you know, so it's going to be really exciting. And some of the further back people where they haven't done drag for like 15 years or something, it's like going, hey, are they just going to don their heels again and just come back for this one-off thing? So it's very exciting. It's going to be a wonderful That's show so for people. Fun. That's uh, so fun. I used to watch it on a very grainy um, live stream on yeah. YouTube back in like 2013 or something it was yeah. crazy the talent that the northeast have is unreal so it's lush that they're going to be bringing back like older winners that's so cool yeah it, it, it's really exciting and the fact that there's a bit of mystery about it i think by the weekend they will have announced everyone which i think is a spoiler i think it'd be better if like they just sort of didn't like they yeah. just went hey on the night oh look it's fucking look this person that you weren't <laughs> expecting to see but um, but I think they want to sell tickets. They're like going, "Hey, this person's going to be here." Yeah. But um, the other thing is that uh, we are coming into uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK season five is starting mm. very soon, and Bobby's Bar in Newcastle, which is one of the best gay bars in the whole city, which is amazing. Um, they're doing viewing parties with. Charitza May and Gladys oh. Duffy. Uh, so they'll, what they'll be doing is you can go along, you can watch the episode and with some queens making jokes and stuff. And then I think maybe there's performances. I'm not sure. Um, but they have asked me to be the guest for week two of that. So oh, that's amazing. Yes, so if you want, I think it is October 5th, October 5th or October 4th uh, at Bobby's Bar in Newcastle. Uh, I will be there for week two of the competition uh, and I will be chatting. And there might be a technological aspect to it, which, uh, yeah, you will have to come down and enjoy. What are you going to be doing to a Hoover? <laughs> Actually, bizarrely, a drag king who was the runner-up for uh, Teresa's year has a a drag number where he literally—it's all about fucking a Henry Hoover and falling falling in love with a Henry Hoover, and it is oh, a phenomenal number, which requires him to take a Hoover to a performance. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So well done. Like, yeah, that, bless that, that's you. all so, I can think of. So that's why Graham needs a rest, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, it. I, that's all I can remember. That's the that's the next couple of weeks. And after that, I can't remember what shows I'm doing or performing. I'll need to check the list. But yeah. But yes. Um so yeah, so we will be putting more stuff out for the charity podcast and what is going to be happening. I'm gonna need to try and organize things a little bit better. Um I see it's just one of those things where if you want to get involved, we will try and make it easy for everyone to be involved. I know the yeah. only things that are set in stone, like time wise, is basically uh, Emma from the BBC is going to come on around five o'clock to talk about Jurassic Park. And yeah. then we have uh, the quiz that's going to go for a few hours. But everything after that, like, say, game playing, free for all, man. is basically people yeah. to join. Like, 
have some balls as well. This is a challenge to the chat. Think of some subjects that you want us to talk about on the charity day and come on yeah. and ask us to talk about them with you and see if we can. Um, yeah. And just so so we are going to be real, Lord. we aren't going to do a Lord, a Lord of the Rings chat that day. That is going to be left to December. Oh. So, <laughs> so there. Lord of the Rings. More Lord of the Rings. More Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yes, uh, we won't do any watch alongs because YouTube keeps on taking us down when we do. Yeah, things, can't, so. be for, can't be asked for like coming backwards and forwards on that one. Not on the twenty-four hour live stream. I've lost a cat. Oh, he's God. gone down the back of the couch. The oh. telly has gone. Right. He's went to a happier place. It's fine. So thank you. So thank you in the chat for everyone who stuck with us. I am yes, sorry, Chris. I, I I pushed my luck. Uh, so, <laughs> so same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.